0: It's a crapshoot. Sometimes you win and sometimes you lose. You gamble
1: and you lost. Now, you've made a lot of money with us before, and you make a lot again. We always take care of our friends. You know that.
2: Jock is wrong. He's wrong. There are sure things. Kinda. And this Labor Day weekend, you get one. So we're giving you this one nice and early. This Labor Day weekend, $30 coupon, and you can buy anything you want. Now, you might say, well, why is that a sure thing, RJ? Because if you think about how much packages cost, weekend packages or the big Saturday card, big Sunday card, whatever it is. Remember, full week of college football this week, if I'm not mistaken. All the way through Monday night? Yeah, it's an extravaganza, you could say. All right. Now, (laughs) this is what happens sometimes. Sometimes the packages are 19 bucks. Then you're like, okay, I got a $25 coupon. Those $25 coupons are pretty popular, or they're extremely popular, but they're pretty um, common. Like, you can get it, wait a couple weeks, you'll get another one. $30 coupons, rare. I think this is like once or twice a year. The difference is when someone has a game of the year, it's usually priced at $30. So literally the sure thing isn't that you're going to win. It's you could get any package you want that's a daily, no matter if it's a game of the year or not, at any time during this weekend without spending a penny, without giving a credit card, nothing. You don't have to have ever spent a penny before. That's the short thing. Who's hot? Well, first, before that, what is the coupon? Holiday 30. You know why? Because Labor Day, it's a holiday. You deserve a rest, young man. You've worked hard. Don't pay back your student loans. It's fine. Rest. (laughs) You know, maybe we're adding to the problem, Fez, by giving a free, like, whatever you want away. Maybe. You want me to cancel this? No. You're letting me go ahead with it? Go. Holiday 30. You go to pregame.com. Pregame.com. Hit buy picks and look around like a kid at Christmas and Santa's buying. I just made that up. (laughs) Now, who's hot? Fez coming off. It'd be nice if preseason continued, Fez. A a blistering preseason, 12-5-1. But you know what? You're even hotter in baseball. We just talked about this at the very end of the show. We'll just loop it around because we tape out this after the show. How hot are you in baseball?
1: So baseball, up 35 units this year. I was up 35 units the
2: year before? That's so, at least 69 units.
1: Yeah, nice. At least, uh-huh. yes.
2: So uh, plus 48 more winners than losers. So think about this. You could get his baseball. You could get, I mean, you're going to have college football. How'd you do in college football last year, Fez? College football plus 46 units, 59 and 0.5%. Now listen, you might think, oh, that's BS. Every pick ever made is available for public scrutiny. We put the season records together in aggregation, not just the good ones, all of them. You can't question the the record keeping. You can't question the accuracy. Now, the reason you know that for sure is when there are the rarest of rare mistakes, plus one becomes minus one, whatever – immediately when you know, we're notified, and again, this is a, to me, this is one thing you see at websites. When they say, hey, you see any corrections, let us know. You know the place is interested in hearing about it. We are, again, as rare as it is, we're super, super receptive to that kind of stuff. Thus, you can trust the records. Records don't matter if you can't trust them. Unequivocally trustable. Faz red, red hot. In fact, preseasons at 12 and 5 is the least hot of all the things that would be the least one. That you're hot at. So luckily, it's not happening now. It's over. <laughs> that's the lucky part. 12 and 5, we're happy that's behind us. But bank it, baby. Now, you might say that's long term. What about the recent hot streaks? Steven Nover, he's won 11 baseball games and lost one last 12. 11 1 hot streak. Good fella, 32 and 9. He always tries to one up, you Fez. You ever notice that? <laughs> Andre Gomes. He's up 36 units just in the last month in baseball. We could go on and on. He's up 90 units for the year, RJ. We have to mention that. If we continued going on and on, they would become decreasingly impressive, I must say. When people say on and on. (laughs) But, yeah, there's a lot of them. No, that is 90. Jeez, Fez, you're on your way for another winning year, obviously. Oh, yes. You were down earlier. A lot of people were talking trash on you.
1: I was actually at the low point. I was minus 50 units, and now I'm plus 25 units. So one you're small on your patch. Way. College basketball, I blame AJ. No, no. Thank kidding.
2: You. kidding. But but let's be honest. I, you're like, I think it's seven out of nine years you've won with that. Yeah. So it's like Eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. So, I mean, it, it, listen, there's, there's just no way. I mean, we, there's no spin on that. If you say, I'm going to start. And a year later, I'm gonna end eight out of ten times, and now you're going for the next one. You would have won money with Fez, and obviously you got your pros to pick from. So it's the holiday weekend. Celebrate. You're guaranteed to get any individual package that's about that that day, right? You can't get a month for 30, but any daily, and you can pick anyone you want, and there's action all weekend, holiday 30. This show was the second of two. In which we picked the NFC, there was one handicap so good, so good that I said, Give me a thousand on that right now. You'll see what one that is. And Fez was picking on AJ and Scott two times. He took out the green button. He didn't look scared. They pushed back, but they kind of pushed back like, Yeah, so. But you can decide for yourself. Here comes the show. It's the, if you close your eyes and sleep for a week, it will be the week of the opening NFL season, but it's not addition. But what it is, is part two of our over under extravaganza, extravaganza. To my right, AJ Hoffman, to my almost to the right, but not quite, you know what, maybe I should start saying at what clock you're sitting at. So if I, I'm, if I'm noon, wait, 3.30? About 3.30. 3.30, A.J. Hoffman. 2 o'clock, Steve Fezzik, two-time Super Contest champion. I like that. At 10.30, Scott Seidenberg. I prefer 11. Well, you'd like to sleep in, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's why you've been putting on the pounds with the girlfriend <laughs> is what Fez said. You no, know, he's looking buffed. Look uh, at him. Did, did that, was there any point when you were lifting that you thought of Fez? Every time. <laughs> Almost like Drago it, it, like rocking yeah. up in the cabin. I like,
0: scream Fez as I'm climbing up the hill.
3: Fez <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: on the mountain. <laughs> and <laughs> I wish I had a good joke. What would it be? Uh, where there are no clocks. I don't know. <laughs> What's your name again?
3: Eleven thirty. Oh, I mean Mackenzie Rivers.
2: Mackenzie Rivers. Pizza proprietor. I'm RJ <laughs> Bow At noon in the center. The queen on the chessboard. Wait, the king. Of the- Wait, they go after the king. I don't know. All right. Been the king lately. <sighs> hmm? Been the king lately. I don't like LeBron James. What are you talking about?
1: No, you've been styling. (laughs) Look at that green
2: in front of you. Yeah, there's a pile of money in front of RJ again this week. It seems like every week it's the same. Well, maybe we should should let Scott, you know, Scott was the victim. Listen, I backed away last week, and I still won the most this week. It's kind of (laughs) weird. So what's your feelings?
0: Well, that pile's going to get bigger. Uh, I like this. Cashed with the Trey Lance bet. Okay. Which I piggybacked
2: off you. Uh-huh. So yeah. like thank that. you very much. Still haven't told me my cut, but I'm waiting on that one. Trey Lance did not become the backup quarterback for no, the San Francisco 49ers. Let's talk about that for a second. The count now, listen, I was wrong about that. Um, I didn't think if you would have told me over under do they get a fourth rounder or not, like if yes, if you get a fourth, a third, a second, whatever, I would have made a major bet. No. No one's gonna pay that guy. It seems like even the GM Lynch said w- we were surprised that they gave us. <laughs> um, Mackenzie, what was
3: your take on Lynch's comment? It seems like he was like, seems like he was just bailing. Yeah, both Kyle and Lynch said that they were. Uh, Thanks for taking a nice big bite of that food fest. Uh, <laughs> He's hungry. they were surprised that someone that someone stepped up that's what they said stepped up and offered a fourth round pick. but apparently there was like nine teams involved, but uh much later rounds were was the average well they wanted offer. but they wanted a number one to take him <laughs> so I mean that was,
2: I mean, does it tell you maybe you were a little late to jump off the bandwagon that
3: that your cousin cow was saying? yeah we were shocked they gave a four. you know it wasn't until today. That I really realized that I was late to the bandwagon. <laughs> when he was like, we got a younger quarterback, we thought he would be ready in two years, and he wasn't. Not, no, we love Brock Purdy and we think he's the best ever. He wasn't ready. Because if you, here's the
2: thing if you think he's even worth a third rounder, you don't trade him for a fourth. Right? Everyone's up for trade. It's just can you... Michael Jordan could have been traded for.
3: You might if you need to save money a lot right now, but they only saved like a million dollars this year. It's really for next year that it, that it helps. I was going say, and they,
4: they've got to pay a... Presumably, eventually, they're going to play a third-string quarterback. So, and it, it, it's going right. to cost
2: you a million dollars. Well, it, it just says he wasn't ready to p- contribute this year. Plus, let's be honest, it's a distraction. Yes. So, it, it's
4: finally... They've washed their hands of
2: it. Yeah. And... I mean, Dallas is fascinating because he's the third stringer there, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Cooper Rush, 5-1, and one, probably not losing his job. And then Dak has a contract. He's got two years left. This is one of them. They can't
3: franchise him, so there's two years left. Maybe leverage. You think – my first thought was they just want to motivate Dak to be, you know, be on your toes, young man. Yeah, the, this third stringer's coming. I don't know. This guy who couldn't beat out Brock Purdy is going to take your
4: job,
2: Dak. Here's what In I know. Years, Here's what I know. Everyone that knows the NFL says you can't really develop a quarterback. There's just not enough snaps. There's not enough time in practice. I have an idea. Now, this one is good, I think. But maybe there's something I'm totally missing.
0: Here's a theory uh, for you to disregard (laughs) completely.
2: uh... You probably knew about this, Fez. JV, you've heard of JV, right, in high school junior Exactly. So you have a team, a basketball team, let's say. Scrubberinis. But they're not scrubs. They're the, they're the starters on the JV. <laughs> right? And so, AJ, when you were quarterback in Texas, were you the starter on the JV team? Uh, my sophomore year. You did? Yeah. All right. See, that, they, they were real games, weren't they? Yeah, kind of. No, at the time, they felt real, didn't they? Uh, no. What? (laughs) No, I mean they were they were football games, but there was no, there's nobody, there's nobody in
4: the stands. It's like
2: you've never had a pickup game down at the courts or down at the you know fields that really felt real that you cared. But you you're pretty blasé. You go through life really flat. Let's be candid. So I mean, I didn't want to lose. So that's caring. Okay. (laughs) So what are you saying? I could feel pain, but I would feel no joy. (laughs) I mean, it, it was just it was different. It's the opposite of a free roll. It, it just
4: wasn't. It didn't feel like I the can real only games. Lose. And maybe before I like before I played real games, it felt like it, that's when it it felt more real. But once you play real I games, you, you realize. When you smoked
2: like... weed, you thought it was cool. But then when you did cocaine, you said, "Oh, oh huh? weed was now now we're, now we're talking. The weed was nothing." <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't know. I got to tell you, I I'm not a weed guy. Like like even in high school, I didn't. But I did an edible when I I had a I get the COVID shot way back. You know, what's it been two and a half years ago now, whatever. And I was feeling like I was starting to shake a little bit. I had the chills. And Mary's mom had a, 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 an edible because she gets migraines. I took – I slept for like 36 hours. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was heavy stuff. So bet-wise, you're feeling pretty good about it. Oh, by the way, we just did a time shift if it feels a little weird. I think I just came up with an idea that saves Trey Lance's career. <laughs> And it's a it's a serious idea. End of the pod.
0: So we won the Trey Lance bet. Very happy about yes, that. Yes. But that pile in front of you of cash is uh-huh. going to grow. All right. Because you're gonna win the Jonathan Taylor bet against me.
2: Oh, I thought you were gonna give me a cut of the other bet that I helped. Okay, go ahead. I'm still listening. Yeah, because Jonathan Taylor, he's was... acting like he's making some concession here. He's on the pop. He's not getting traded. He's not
0: getting traded because I, the Colts are dumb. They they're not gonna. They're paying him to not play now. And this relationship's not gonna fix itself. He's good. He's still. I still think he gets traded, but it's not gonna be before week one. It'll be before the October thirty first deadline.
2: Where would you rank the acrimony between the Colts and the running back versus Lamar and the Ravens at its worst point?
0: I think the Colts and Jonathan Taylor, are unsal- uh, you can't salvage so you, this
2: what, what is it that you've been able to see from the outside with Taylor that, tells, that says it's worse? Lamar said goodbye to Baltimore. Sure, sure. I mean, that's that's pretty big. Uh,
0: the threat of placing him on the NFI and not paying him to be on the non-football injury list. And then Jim says adamant about not paying him and not giving him a contract Chris Bauer the general manager he's not
2: saying he won't pay him ever first of all he's paying him right now yes like millions or at least over a million dollars right so and he's very open to paying him later but he has him on a contract for Mm -hmm. another year there's no if a four-year contract is really three we should make it three
4: but I think the the difference is the Ravens owner never publicly said that Quarterbacks are overpaid, and it would be foolish to pay Lamar that kind of money. Like,
2: well, he didn't say they're overpaid, right? He said that the market right now is is other than what he's asking for. You're
4: right. You're right. Jonathan Taylor wants to be overpaid.
2: Yeah, but which, by all accounts, that is the case. Meaning, if we let the market speak, Jonathan—I mean, Taylor—making more than thirteen million would be overpaid. He would because w-
1: Josh Jacobs, who last I checked gained more yards than anybody else that is a lot younger, is making 12 million with incentives that would seem to be the maximum that Jonathan Taylor could ever earn. Which I think that's when you say a lot younger, it's not a
4: lot younger. Yeah, I think it's close, but Mm. still, it's you know, younger. Let's say no, Jonathan Taylor's 24, Josh Jacobs is 25.
2: Oh, really? Yeah, Jonathan Taylor is in his fifth year, so it doesn't change. I mean, take that element away. And he had a bet, first of all, if we just looked at last year. I don't know. Was he the 70th best running back? I mean, like, where where did he rank last year? I mean, we we know Jacobs was one or one of the top ones. Same. I mean, if this was if last year was Taylor's rookie year, he probably wouldn't be in the league this year. I mean, it was horrible. What was his yards per carry? I mean, it was horrible. Was three thirty eight or something. Mackenzie, what? What would be the best place to look for just a, a, I guess, PFF, right? Take a look at PFF. What was the grade on him last year? It was bad. So yeah, Last year,
0: he only played 11 games last year. He was. He was, he
2: was he's, he's still hurt now.
0: 4.5 uh, yards per carry. Oh, all
2: right. Well, that's not bad. Well, yeah, remember, last
0: year was. But oh, he was 5.5 the year before. Yeah.
2: Last year was the number one yards per carry in the history of the NFL, right? So, wow. Yeah. So um, would, would they have a PFF, McKenzie? grabbing that right now yeah let us know when you got it's to. gonna
1: be good if he was a four or five
2: no i i bet it's uh i'm gonna bet it's in the 60s i i'm not gonna bet <laughs> <laughs> i i i'm gonna say it's gonna be 67
3: rj's been styling with his bets yes. now um <laughs> now the 67.6 shut up that's what it was 48th in the league out of running backs hmm. i said 60 so i was off Sorry. you said the that. 60s yeah <laughs> I mean, did you see that? First? Yeah, I saw that. I think you said it was sixty-seven. You should just throw. You should have throw me yeah. twenty right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I I already did. <laughs> <laughs>
3: All right, okay.
1: It was
2: built in. <laughs> Damn! All right, let's play the lottery. What numbers? I, I are only
1: pay you? RJ and Benjamins. I, I don't bother with any the Hamiltons or anything else.
2: You know something? I could give a lottery tip right now that would improve everyone's odds. You want one?
1: I can guess. What? Take, like, numbers above 31 than yeah, other people. Yeah, yeah, Is that it? Really?
2: Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. the theory is a lot of people use their birthday. Yeah. Uh, and remember, the less that you have winners, the better, no matter what. Don't want to chop it with anyone So else. Why, not be, why not be right up there? Yeah. Above I, that. I stepped on your story. No, it was a good you, one. You, I was you happy said you said had you can it. You you could guess. You were yeah, right. Yeah, happy you had it. That's it. We're driving a prim. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I've heard rumors. That prim I'm is met- the border of California yeah. for the water.
2: Yeah, I've never um, I've never heard this verified, but I heard there's been betting groups that at, with different overlays when it was extreme wet and bought every permutation. There, there
1: was a movie also made that, oh, okay. that, that that it's like it's like Sal and Marge go large. Yes,
0: with um, uh, the guy who played Walter White. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, Brian Cranston. Cranston. Yes.
1: And, and and the point was that they had to do it. it, it it's like we have to pay out now. So if if no one picks six out of six, got to pay five out of six, and everybody chops its five out of six, so they would play every combination with, like, a, a 55% ROI, and they would play every combination. Am I yes, correct?
0: Yes. Uh, Jerry and Marge go large. They Come discover on. a mathematical loophole in the Massachusetts lottery. They won $27
2: million. Now, is this a true story? Yes. Okay. and It's interesting. I tell you, that's a hell of a name if feds could almost remember it. Hey, I think got about the, that. I mean, it, it, Marge, go large. I don't. I, don't you know. I like it. At any point in the movie, did they did the woman like did someone say, "Marge, we gotta go large"? Marge. And she's like, "I don't have time. I gotta work." And it's like, "All right, that, you following? <laughs> Tell him, large Marge sent you." <laughs> <laughs> all right. What else we got?
0: Well, so, I was gonna say Chris Bower's comments uh, yesterday or today was interesting because he was saying, "You pay great players." Mm-hmm. And so a reporter you pay followed,
2: them the market.
0: A reporter followed up, says, well, then why not pay Jonathan Taylor? And his response was, well, we won four games last year.
2: Yeah, really a lot of people. When you miss a bunch of games and you're a number, what was it, 50? 48, yeah. 48. Probably don't get like one of the biggest con. Let's be honest. If these years were flipped, I could deal. I don't think I agree with 17 or whatever. But the fact that we know running backs get old. Is there any—there's some running backs that get old when they're 24 because maybe it's an injury. He's been hurt a lot. We know that much. Who wants to pay—I mean, that would be—Emmett Smith was so much the better back at the time after three years than this situation, and that was a disaster. McCaffrey's the only guy that's out. Of, I mean,
3: you meant Ezekiel Elliott, right? Oh, what that Smith worked out with a couple Super Bowls. What did I you say? said Emmett yeah. Smith.
2: Oh, no, Emmett yeah. Smith. I was just thinking about Emmett Smith when we were talking about his injury. In my mind, I was thinking and Emmett never missed a game. Like he would just run like a bowling ball and have two hands on the ball. He used to dive over the top
1: too or land on his head. I
2: think that was Walter Payton did that. Payton uh, used to get way. Great,
1: yeah. Payton was like uh, high jumping over the line. Yeah, and I stuff. believe Sam Bam Cunningham was the king of that.
2: You know what's funny? That's a general, see it's so funny. There's a couple years you remember that I don't—that would have been what? Like the 70s, mid-70s? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't remember. I was remember. just thinking, that's a made-up person. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good name. <laughs> Sam, Pam, thank you, ma'am, Cunningham. All right. Um, would you—but, you know, I've seen a phenomenon, Scott, that I think you're falling prey to, to be candid. Um, it's like you want everything to be the way you think about it instead of you trying to figure out how they think about it. Right,
0: it's it's weird because it it depends on the situation. Because I was like on board with uh, with the Giants tagging Saquon Barkley and not paying and not not giving in to him.
2: But what I'm saying, when you disagree with the league, you get mad and you think they're stupid.
0: Yeah, yeah,
2: and it's like.
0: Millionaires versus billionaires.
2: <laughs> yeah. It, it, I guess what I'm saying is at some point we got to say, I wonder why these guys that are the best at their jobs are thinking differently than me. Jim made a good living. Yeah. Now, again, you can make the case that that was inheritance or whatever. <laughs> but, but I'm saying the GM's inside. It's not like all the other GMs. See, you, th- you were trying to blame Irsay off uh, when we started before we recorded. You were saying, oh, Ballard wanted to trade, you know, but Ursay was dictating. What Which of the, when has a trade like this ever happened like where a guy demanded it and two weeks later he was gone in the NFL mm-hmm. you know it just doesn't you know that's why I, that's why last week I kept saying AJ tell me the scenario this happened I couldn't even see it in my in my vision. You know what's funny? I didn't even check Tuesday. I just figured I, I was like Schwarzenegger right. and yeah, pumping right. iron. I'm like, I, <laughs> what's I won. What's that? It worked
1: fair enough. Oh, it's Tuesday. I won. <laughs> didn't John Elway do that after he got traded? Or after he got drafted? He, yes. That was the
2: only time I But could he think of told it. them he didn't get traded. He told them before the draft I wouldn't sign. He wouldn't. I think it was the Chargers. Yeah. No, it was Eli. Was Eli the was the Chargers. Yeah. Yep. I can't remember who it was. But um, I was a. It was the Colts, I think. I think you're right, Correct. actually. Yeah. Ooh,
0: I got a good one. Yeah. Jerome Bettis. Okay. Now demanded a trade away from, from the Rams. Rams. At what point of the year? After after he won the AP Rookie of the Year. So Played he, two more seasons. So his third, his
2: fourth season. But he did it like like probably in February, and gave him the entire off season to make it happen, right?
0: Maybe it says they, the article says they wanted to move him the fullback.
2: He didn't do it two weeks yeah. before the season. <laughs> you know what was funny? I'm gonna start doing this every year, the anniversary. Like this last couple of days was when Andrew Luck retired. Mm. Like think about how late this is. Yeah. And no one had the balls to say that he gave up, or I don't want to say gave up. He, did, his team got the bum end of the deal. Is the easiest, fairest way. to well, say Well, he made
1: it. us a lot of money because we play under 10 wins.
2: I'm fine with that, but but what I'm saying is, he's saying no one wants to say that was kind of a like if someone like T.O. did that, we'd
3: be like, I can't believe that guy. You know who said it? The Colts fans who booed him out of the building when he did it. I think they were right.
2: To be don't honest. disagree.
3: And now, and now. We,
2: we, he didn't. I, we haven't heard a peep from him since he did that uh, that long magazine piece, right? No, none. He was like, that didn't go the way I expected. <laughs> did, did Antonio Brown demand a trade from the Steelers? No, we we wanted him out of town. Okay, because they traded him to Ra- we got a, like a two for him. I thought he went to, when he. I thought he got traded to Buffalo. No, 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 no. He got we got a two for him from the Raiders, and then he went to he got he he never played a game for the Raiders. Oh, it was the Raiders. You're right. And then he went to New England. Yep. And then it came out about some kind of potential domestic thing or something, and Kraft. Well, the Raiders is where he, he like burned his feet or something. Well, because he had bad his feet. feet. Yeah, he was doing like cryogenics. Yeah. stuff. That just shows how, you know, it's an interesting point. If we said best five-year period for receivers, modern era. So let's say Jerry Rice on. So Jerry Rice is going to have, you know, multiple ones, I think. Randy Moss is going to be in there, no doubt. Calvin Johnson. See, that's an interesting question. Was Calvin Johnson's five best successive years better than Antonio Brown's? I don't think so. I think it was. Take a look at the numbers. Mm. I don't think so. I mean, there's a debate, a minimum. Brown
0: led the NFL in receiving yards from 2012 to 2016. A mm-hmm. five year period, he racked up 7,102 yards.
2: I wonder how I wonder how I was quick getting that. I wonder how anyone how the best seasons, you know, you got to adjust for era, I think, with mm-hmm. that. But it is interesting. Brown was. Well, if, you, if you lead the
1: league, you don't have to adjust for
2: error. Your, <laughs> you're the number one in the league yeah. for five years. No, against just those people. But how's it compared to Jerry Rice? Like to you know, how's it compared mm-hmm. to the guys today? Rice
0: over his five year period, seven three oh five.
2: So I give Jerry Rice the
0: win there, but no, Brown had more seven eight four eight. That's what I'm saying, but, but you got to normalize year, it yeah, for the year. year, for year average yeah, years. Calvin Johnson seven four two eight.
2: So his was so he was lower too. He was lower
0: than Brown. Yes, another Jul- win. Faz, how much? Julio Jones, rounded up seven thousand
1: nine hundred and ninety-four. His would, five years been
2: on the list, hmm. and I mean, only playing half the games. That's amazing,
1: <laughs> and never catching any touchdowns
2: in the red zone. <laughs> I mean, it, and I don't think it's just yards, but I think you add it all up. Brown is going to be in a conversation you don't realize. Hmm. Oh, you know, I, I think yeah. I mean, as a fan, I was like, I never saw anyone you know clearly better, and he was like a fifth round draft choice. Yeah. I still remember the first time he came on the scene. He had he like the first couple games he didn't even dress his rookie year, and then they played Tennessee, and they had their quarter. Big Ben was out, and on the opening kickoff they ran a reverse, which they never do, and Brown took it and went. I don't think he scored a touch. He got like sixty yards on it. And I
4: guess it always surprises me too because like when you look at Calvin Johnson, you go, "Yeah, I see why he's good." You look at Randy <laughs> Moss, and you're like, "Yeah, that makes sense." Antonio Brown doesn't look like he would be one of the best wide receivers in football. Well,
2: he was at Eastern Michigan, I think yeah. it was. And but that's why it was so strange when you, you know, went, flipped out is he was the hardest worker on the team. Like he, he was known, this was the hardest worker on the team. And then and I didn't even hear much bad about him and then when you saw what happened what was that in the locker room there was like a live stream yeah. and, and then it's funny Tomlin's the respect for Tomlin has gone through the roof since Antonio Brown, because they're like, how did he keep him under control all that time? Because I never really knew he had, he was a problem guy, but he was. I still think he got a bum end of the deal at the end of Tampa myself, but <laughs> I do, I do, I, I I think that story just doesn't make sense that came out from the Tampa side. But we talked about that extensively. Yeah, taking
0: off his jersey and walking off the field against the Jets and yeah, yeah. but
2: but what it was, he was kicked off. I mean, yeah. they, you know, it's, off the it's, sideline. Yeah, it's an interesting story. Um, because the implication was that the head coach didn't know that he was hurt, even though the whole week that was the main conversation right. was Brown going to play. And Arians was like, "Oh, I didn't know he had an, I, I didn't mean, know he had an ankle." <laughs> I mean, what? Who could, uh, but maybe that's why Arians
4: got kicked. I uh, think that's part of why. Like yeah. when we talked about that on SOV. I, I think that's part of why he's gone or why he was
2: gone. Brady didn't like the way he handled. If it. you looked at if you looked at Brady after you never heard one good thing about Arians out of Brady's mouth after that, you didn't. It was. Mm-hmm. You know, somehow I didn't get—let's be candid. I didn't get credit for—if only the show—I mean, listen, a a show is only—can be only—a show is as big as it is, right? So to some degree, we could have built a bigger audience, and I'll take the blame that we didn't. But if you had someone monitoring and writing predictions down and there was some kind of repository, I think we would have got a ton of attention because, I mean, the stuff we—I mean, the stuff I did with, like, the Lakers— and when co- what, I saw the line, I instantly said, uh-oh, this isn't right. Something's going to come out. And the next day it came out, LeBron might have got suspended. I mean, it was just like, I don't, you know, let's be honest. Other shows aren't doing no. that. Injuries in the Super Bowl being yeah. covered up. Not- if only I had every, I, I got all the tapes. I should put together a little smorgasbord you know, and <laughs> then I could sit on the porch and drink tea and say, <laughs> back in the day. <laughs> this is the R.J. was right
4: episode of uh, R.J. Bell's.
2: Listen, tea, yeah. it, I, I just. Um, the Ramadan feast. <laughs> Playing the under. <laughs> We've done. Right, that's it. Stop. We've done two time shifts. Now, the last one was great because we ended up having a heads up contest, Fez. I woke you up. I said, you, are you going to take this? He goes, what? Coffee? <laughs> but we'll just tease it. We're betting a lot of NFL between us. And AJ thinks I'm going to win. Who, who do you have as the favorite, AJ? You want a book? I'll beat you for something. Hmm. See, that's the thing. Fez.
4: I I make Fez a slight favorite. Wow. Because I think he, only Mm. because it's every game. Hmm. See, I think it's the opposite. Ooh.
0: I'll bet AJ. I got RJ. Uh,
2: Yes. Okay. Now I'm not letting Scott down.
0: No, you got By the McKen- way, I'm undefeated riding RJ's yeah.
2: bets. So. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, so you guys will hear all the details coming up. Let's get to this contest. So, Mackenzie, let's go over last week's picks. Now, we're going to do a special show that we release on this upcoming Tuesday morning, early, early, which is going to be a season long. You know, we're going to one thing we'll do in this is read every pick we've had with all the different contests, who's on what, so we know rooting interest, right? We're also going to pick, like, well, rookies of the year, you know, just different things. And divisions, who's going to be in the playoffs. Well, that would be a fun pool. How about this? We, we rank the uh, AFC, NFC, one through seven. And then the number that you're off, we just have how much are you off by? So if I say Kansas City's one and they're three, I'm off by two. They missed the playoffs, you're off by seven. You see that? Yeah. But I don't think the playoffs in and out should only be, I think the playoffs in and out should be three slots. Okay. So if it, someone's eighth and you're seventh, you've got minus three. Okay. All right? Does that feel right? Yes. Oh, actually, it probably should be bigger than that. Maybe make, if you miss a the five? playoffs, you're
1: a nine, you're a 10. Everyone who misses the playoffs, it becomes a ten. a 10.
2: Maybe it's the gap that you are.
4: So, like if you're, like if you, if you finish but, but ninth the in thing. the conference and you picked them to finish first, it's minus
2: eight. Okay, that I like, except we have to have a minimum, because if it's seven and eight, it can't be one. Minimum three. I think that's right. So you see what I'm saying is we've got to make making the playoffs mean something. Yeah, okay. All right. Okay. All right, that's fun. So we're going to do all kinds of stuff like that, fun stuff, but it will allow you to consolidate our opinions so you can act upon them if you haven't in real time. By the way, Seattle plus 500 is long gone. (laughs) <laughs> you think? I heard Colin today go, you know, I think Seattle might be 20 Seattle, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, How are you? that was a good one. That was a good one. All right, so, Mackenzie, do we have a way for me to read last week's? Yeah, it's the one of the pages on that long sheet. I also got it up on the board there. All right, let's do that. So I'll have you guys, you know, I'm going to actually get a drink of water. So, because if we just did two time shifts, I'm parched. Uh, why don't we have each of the teams take a time and read it? Talk about quickly if you have any regrets, and I'll be back in 90 seconds.
4: And, of course, all of these lines brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, DraftKings Sportsbook, where if you go and uh, sign up at DraftKings, new customers, all you got to do, bet $5 on any NFL game. You get up to $200 in bonus bets free uh, with promo code RJ. That's DraftKings.com, DraftKings Sportsbook. $5 can turn into $200 in bonus bets on any NFL game uh, with promo code RJ at DraftKings.
3: All right, so we went... AFC East, we went under Bills, but our best bet was over Jets 9.5. In the AFC North, our best bet was Bengals under 11. We also like the Browns over 9.2. And in the AFC South, our best bet is under Texans. We also like the Titans over. The AFC West, we had a great trend. We like the Chiefs under 11 juice to the over, and we also like the Raiders going over their number of 6.5. And
0: And for us, AJ and I, uh, we had in the AFC East, We have the Jets over, and our best bet, the Dolphins under. In the north, we have our best bet, Bengals under, exactly like you guys. And we have the Steelers over. In the south, our best bet is the Colts under, which RJ has decided to fade.
4: Mm, I wonder if he has regrets on that now.
0: Maybe. And we have (laughs) the Titans over, just like you guys do. And in the West, we have the best bet Broncos under, which R.J. as well decided to fade. And we have the Chargers over. So the only two picks that R.J. is fading is A.J. and and mine under on the Colts and under on the Broncos.
3: Did you do a fist bump when Jerry Judy was announced out? I wasn't upset. I can tell you (laughs) that. I wasn't like, oh, my gosh, please get him back out there.
4: No, that's, uh, I felt better about that. So, and then, obviously, we've got to, you've got a forced over, under, in every division. One's worth two points. One is worth one point. And you get to decide which one you want to be your best bet. The other one's just worth one point. So, did the AFC last week. We are doing the NFC this week. And so, there's no controversy.
2: I've written down Scott and I's plays. Which I think helps us that we can, we can let you guys – we'll have Fez and McKenzie go first each time. And then you can stay in your seat so we can keep it rolling. Okay. I don't see any reason not. To, okay. Right. Um, all right. And you made it clear that it has to be one over and one under. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Because when I was walking down, I heard you say a forced over and under. Oh. Oh. Okay. I mean, yeah. It's a
4: a forced overplay and a forced underplay. You have to have one of each in each division. All right. So. And you reserve the right to fade any of our selections. And I reminded everyone that you only fade
0: two. You only faded two selections last week. Both of them happen to be AJ in my bets.
2: I tell you, Denver. I know there's the injury with Denver, but I got a feeling Denver's looking good. If only they didn't have another receiver injury, I still might like them over. What do you think of that, Feds? I think Denver's gaining some real uh, steam, except for that injury. Well, to which one of the receivers? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I think
1: I think that steam has come and gone with these with these wide receiver injuries, and
2: now there's major concerns. I mean, Russell looks svelte. <laughs> right or wrong, I mean, I don't. That's think, right. I think receivers. He ran the ball in preseason. That's got to be a good sign. I think receivers are. If you know their name, you think it means something. But there's a lot of receivers that just come on a scene. And you don't know their name, and they just get good. You know, I don't know. I think Sean Payton can make it work. Spoken like a true Steelers fan. Yeah, you just throw another one
3: out there. Exactly. Be awesome hall
2: of Famer. Exactly. All right. So, Fez, we're gonna have you and McKenzie go first, but these guys can stay here because they've given us their picks. Because last week, where everyone was like, "How is AJ always got the same pick as Fez? You know, we'll just let, like, I don't know if it was right or wrong. I don't know. AJ denies it, right? I deny it. It did. You got to agree. It did look suspicious. But I mean, we had
4: all this information written out for you. Like I, we, we had a presentation. Like, do you think we did that on the fly? Well, you were texting me hours. Before. <laughs> oh, please! <laughs> all
1: right, fans, we're going to start in the East. We're going to start in the East. We're going to go best bet. Dallas over. Ooh. You know, it is human nature that when you're given a string of numbers or names, you tend to remember the start of it and the end of it more than the middle. Nothing could be truer than the Dallas Cowboys. Remember how terrible they were against Tampa Bay. They're not going to win a game this year. Dak gets banged up. They lose 19-3. to uh, End of the year. Get destroyed by Washington. Then lose that playoff game against um, uh, San Francisco. In between, I would argue, the bookends, weeks 2 through 16, no team in the entire NFL was as good as the Cowboys. They lost three games. What were the three losses? They lost on the road at Green Bay in overtime. They lost in Jacksonville on the road in overtime. And they lost with their backup quarterback against the Eagles. That's it. This team was actually just between weeks 2 and 16 as good as any team in the NFL. You look at the underlying numbers. And all this was without Brandon Cooks, their addition to wide receiver. And, you know, Gallup was injured until week four. So we would expect the offense to be even better this year. Losing Zeke's no problem at all. I think, you know, RJ, you spoke about the timber moment where Philly became, uh, the market realized Philly was as good as Dallas, if not better. I think we're going to have a timber moment possibly this year, come week three or four, where people realize Dallas is better than Philly this year. Dallas over, best bet.
2: I've heard more pe- I've heard a lot of opinions about who has the best NFL team or I'm sorry NFL defense. I think I've heard Dallas be the answer to that more than any other team. Consensus opinion is certainly top 3. Number uh, 2 in uh, Hold on, hold on. Oh. How much do credence do we give the fact that the NFC East hasn't had a repeat champion since what 2004 I think it is. You know, I've heard people quote that I don't I think it's meaningless. You don't think it might be a self-fulfilling prophecy? Meaning that if you're that team, you feel like you're the Eagles— mm, that's, a, that's, that's a point. It's like,
1: it's like well, we, do, we didn't win last year, so that's good. It probably isn't bad for chemistry.
2: I mean, yeah. statistically, it would seem that if you said there's at least a one-in-four chance of a repeat, because if you were the best team last year, you got to at Should least— Should be
1: at least a third yeah. at, at, the, at minimum.
2: So if you say something like point seven five. And you do that 0.75 all the way through, you know, all the way through from 2004 to now. It's like winning Survivor contest to go 20 years. Yeah, so yeah. It's, it doesn't feel inconsequent or it doesn't feel meaningless. Yeah, to that's me. a good point. I don't know. Mm. Maybe it's yeah. Like it would make sense, maybe it does make sense because Dallas is the type that they are down. they're going to spend money to get there in theory. Philly tends to turn it around. I don't know, and considering Washington hasn't been good much of that time, another with- reason why you wouldn't expect that to happen I yeah, know. okay um. All right, so, McKenzie, top seven teams. Okay, so this is our power rating from last year. Yes. All right, so we have Dallas as their sixth best in our aggregate power rating. All right, and Philly, Cincy, KC, San Fran, Buffalo, Dallas. Then the next was a big drop-off to Jacksonville. All right, any thoughts on uh, – what's your main point on Dallas, McKenzie?
3: I think the weapons. I think C.D. Lamb, we forget – I mean, he's only his third year. He's going to be 24. I think he's ready now to be the number one wide receiver. You see receivers usually trend up to about 27. Well, he wasn't ready last year to be the number one without a good number two. But now with Cooks, they got a better number two. Um, I I also think, I mean, we, we see these numbers. There's six in the league. Six games was with an inferior quarterback. And I'd say the rest of the time, Dak Prescott wasn't his normal self. Two years ago, he had 37 touchdowns, 10 picks. Last year, after the injury, 23 touchdowns eventually. 15 picks. If he's anything like he was two years ago, they're going to be even better than they were.
2: Yeah, but what makes us think? I mean, since he, he hasn't really had a great year since he was hurt before he signed his contract.
3: 2021, 37 touchdowns, 10 picks. Oh, I mean, was we, can, we can
2: cherry pick one thing. It wasn't, it wasn't a good year for him. Or it wasn't a great year, let's just say.
3: You're right. He's generally trended down. His QBR was his best in his rookie year in his second year, and he was running a lot more. And maybe you think I'm crazy, but I think he's going to be a little more motivated to be that franchise guy now that they have a devel- de- developmental quarterback in the building. I think he's going to run a little bit more than he has. Cooper Rush? Exactly. <laughs> you did, hear Tony Romos? He said Cooper Rush is going to be paid $20, $25 million a year. It hasn't happened yet, but did, people like Cooper Rush.
2: Did they re-sign Dominic DiNucci? No, I don't think so. <laughs> All right, so let's go over the rest of the division here. So the Dallas is over 10.3 wins is the market. Eagles 11.4 Giants, a big drop 7.5. Seven, they're saying there's a that seven wins is ve- is a 50% chance that the Giants win seven or less. That would be 10 double digit losses. Then the commanders six and uh, 6.3. Okay, Fez, you guys' second pick. This one has to be an under.
1: Yep. Uh, oh, by the way, Dallas was a two-star. Two-star. Ooh. You know we like it. Yeah, mm-hmm. because we have a bias. Because there's more unders than overs. Oh
2: wait, I forgot one thing. What about Mike McCarthy? Is that how you say his name, McCarthy?
1: Y- yeah. The the one concern I have is I don't. We're already worried about the game management, of McCarthy, and now he wants to take over the play calling. He doesn't want to. He's the play caller. Yeah, so that's that is not part of my handicap because it would i be concerned part of about that. Yes, <laughs> it's not part of why you like that. <laughs> yes, um, for the under uh, Philadelphia under the 11.4 uh, S- Super Bowl hangover, easiest schedule in the league last year. Uh, this year, tenth hardest. So big upgrade in how difficult the schedule was. Uh, 14 and three last year. Pythagorean wins only 11.8 in terms of wins. Full points. Hold on, hold on, hold
2: on. Mm-hmm. Philly had a hell of a year last year, and they were le- they weren't. Pressing to extend leads late. I mean, the great you, first half. Fair first enough. First halves were. Real, I mean, especially the first half of the year. Fair, fair enough. Um, and and outstanding weaponry.
1: Um, concerned about losses on the defense. Lost five starters in the middle of their defense. So continuity there. Lose both coordinators. Continuity there. So a lot of continuity concerns with the Super Bowl hangover. Um, I think eleven halves just half a game too high. I would
2: have made it eleven going under. Well, it opened ten point nine. So I think what we have got here is a situation where the draft got a lot of attention, how he's getting a lot of attention. It feels like this is a public inflated line. Yeah, and it's the everything looks good on the offensive side, and that's what people pay more attention
1: to. So there's a lot to like about them, you know, being being a very high-scoring team again this year.
3: McKenzie, your thoughts? You talk about continuity, new OC and play caller. Nick Sirianni does not play call. He doesn't want to do the Mike McCarthy. And new DC, I looked at it. Teams since 2016 with the same coach, but a new DC and a new OC, no team was expected to win more than nine games. So, this is like a big ask. I know no teams are usually as good as the Eagles, but it's rare for a team to have this much changeover and still be expected to win 12 games.
2: So, the question is what was the, I mean, the market was saying, all things considered, in these scenarios, here's the over under. I'm guessing it was pretty, it wasn't bad. Right. Otherwise, I would have mentioned it. Exactly. It was about 500. So, give me the exact numbers, play. I don't want to hear a bow. I want to be given numbers. One second. I got that. All right. So, I think on defense, by all accounts, he was maybe a negative uh, at Arizona now. What, Jonathan Gannon. Yeah. I, offensively, I mean, the guy gets love, love. I mean, listen. As great as he is, he couldn't get Herbert winning. But, this, but, but <laughs> Steichen is one of the handful of guys that's you know, the young guys really respected, I think there's a loss there. Defensively I'm not so sure. What we got? Kansas? Uh fifteen seconds, sorry. Yeah, maybe tell me sometime later. You think if you're pulling out the stuff he's
3: he's saying one thing per team, uh, I think it, well what's the record? I don't know. <laughs> about about five hundred. Yeah, right around there. So there's been twelve teams, they went six and six, but if you average their win delta versus Vegas expectations, losing that about a half game more than they should. Okay. All right, so we got the two. Let's go to the other team.
2: Now, real quick, did you guys – well, let me see. Let me see if I <clears> – <throat> Duplicates. What? Okay. So, Faz, what was your best bet? Dallas over. What's your best bet, AJ? Dallas Cowboys over. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> now, he did give me the card. But I don't know if this is ink that you can text and change or sign up, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah. make your case. Uh, well,
0: they have more depth now with Brandon Cooks uh, at the wide receiver position, gives Dak more weapons to throw the football to. And with Brian Schottenheimer running this offense now, he's going to lean a little bit more on the run. And I understand that, yes, McCarthy's going to be the play caller, but it's still Brian Schottenheimer's offense. And I think that the main focus is going to be to limit Dak's turnovers. And if they limit the turnovers on offense, they're going to be capable of of obviously scoring with anybody in the league with the talent that they have. On defense, they upgraded the secondary massively, getting Stephon Gilmore to pair opposite and Trayvon Diggs. And this is the fifth best roster in the NFL, according to Pro Football Focus. I see no reason why the Cowboys aren't an easy win, an easy pick for double digit
4: wins. I know we talk about defense not being sticky and we talk about turnovers being lucky. I think there's reason to believe that, like Dallas, who gets about fifty percent more turnovers than the league average over the last two years, that it's a real thing. Since Dan Quinn has been there, they've produced the most QB pressures in the league while blitzing at a league average rate. Like that's unheard of, and if you're if you're having the most pressure on quarterbacks, and you're blitzing like at, at an average rate, that's how you force turnovers in the NFL. You've got your guys still in place to make these plays when there's pressure. So I think it it is actually sticky more than a typical turnover uh, favorable team would be. And
2: so hold on a second. I wish I knew a, a, bull, a Chicago bull that came with Michael Jordan at the same time, and I could say you know since. Scott Wedman came into the league. I mean, what do you do you think is Dan Quinn is there, or is there maybe another player? Well, Dan
4: Quinn and Micah Parsons came yeah, at the same time. Exactly. So which one do you think it is? I, I mean I think it's it's certainly both. I, don't know. I mean I don't know. but they, they came at the same time. Micah Parsons is obviously a a havoc maker, but I think Dan Quinn's scheme is is working with what they've got. So yeah, with Micah Parsons. It wasn't so. working too well in Atlanta at the end, was it? No, it wasn't. Uh but I think also when you look back at Dallas winning twelve games and then you see that Dak missed five games, Tyron Smith they won. went four and one during those games. They right?
2: did. All right. So Ty- how do you do better than that? Uh, Tyron Smiths missed thirteen games. Is that what he's going to miss this year? I would hope not. I mean, he, what's his? I mean, let's just say he's, he's healthy coming into the season. All right, all right. His hamstrings not off his bone. Here's what we here's what we need to do more of. I think. And Faz, listen up. Let's not say the stuff. It's obvious. Right. Because that's in the market. Right. I mean, do we now if you think Cook's is better than the country, you know, the contribution is going to be oversized or you think Parsons is going to be whatever. I want to hear it. But if we're saying if all we I mean, because let's be honest, we could open up a magazine. What magazine you got? You got a magazine there. If we open Mark Lawrence. Yeah. If we open that up and said, you know, uh, last five years, they've done. I mean, they say, okay, but what what is it that the market's wrong about?
1: Yeah, I well, I think the wide receivers. I mean are,
2: I, I want to It's not
1: ju- it's not just Brandon Cooks. The fact that Gallup didn't even play, he was coming off an ACL injury. He doesn't play till week 4. So now 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 you got Lamb developing more, you got you bring in Cooks and you got Gallup at 100% bing. all of a sudden this could be the, you know a, a trio of the best wide receivers in the league.
0: And I think the Dak is the focus is going to be on limiting the turnovers. I don't think there's going to be as many shots downfield. I think it's going to be a more conservative offense, which it might lead to more success, put the ball in your playmaker's hands and let them do something after The catch as opposed to turning the ball over and throwing it to the other team.
2: So, we're saying that playmakers, there's going to be some kind of compounding effect. Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay. And I mean, obviously, something I think that would be maybe the most impactful would be with Zeke gone and Pollard getting more carries. Maybe, you know, the idea of having to. Make, uh, get your money's worth on that contract to Zeke. Maybe removal of that, that's very helpful. And let's face it. The
1: screen passes to power are a lot more dangerous and troublesome for the defense, and they're about to be more dangerous
0: because those screen passes are going to be to Deuce Vaughn, who has shown yeah. this preseason to be very, very shifty.
2: All right, so that sounds like stuff that isn't as obvious, I think. And, and I also think this if we did an exercise and we said rank defense one to 32. Right. Let's say Dallas is second, because that's about as bad as I – I mean, if you take an average of experts, they're certainly second in that range. Um, I think they've been, they'd they probably be number one on something like that, just from what I've heard. What, their offense, what, what is that going to be? Ten? Eight? You know, yeah. Pretty oh, yeah. Low, low into the top ten. Yes. So if you say the best teams are going to be the lowest numbers of those two numbers added up, you have two and you have eight and it equals ten, what other teams – I mean, like what's Kansas City? Kansas City's lower on defense. Kansas City's yeah. – good, but that's not the question. The question is what's the numbers together, right? So Kansas
4: – let's call them one, one on offense. offense. One. Mm-hmm. Probably 15, 16 defense. 12 defense. Man, let's even say that. So Without Chris say, Jones, it's lower. Now offense is worth more than defense.
2: That's uh. true. Sixty forty or yeah, I mean that's yeah. I I think that's true for sure. But let's keep it simple here Mm -hmm. for a second. because what we know is Dallas isn't in this level. They're a full game almost below the Eagles. It's eleven point or more than a full game. Eleven point four versus ten point three. I'm saying by that metric, they are. I mean, what's Philly? Philly? I I have no
1: confidence. Philly's better than Dallas. So PFF did their
0: updated roster ranks uh, yesterday. And the Eagles have the best number one. They're greater than the number one best roster in the NFL. The Cowboys are number five.
2: Now I don't to me those are interesting, but they don't weight the position groups properly. Mm-hmm. So where's Buffalo to you? Um I think Buffalo's in the I mean I think Buffalo's in the conversation, but I don't think I, I don't think it's below ten. If you add the two numbers up, it can't be below ten. I mean, I think it might be f- like four. Maybe it's like four and six. If you, I mean, it feels like it's right there. right? I say offense four, yeah. defense six. Um, Kansas City, right, is the other big one. And who, who's the uh, – let's see here. Or uh, San Francisco. San Fran. I mean, I think D is going to be three maybe, I think, or maybe even two. You know, like how could there be two twos? But you know what I'm saying. And offense, I don't think they're in the top eight. Okay. Now, again, now do we start adding in McCaffrey's injury risk? Which is very significant, True. if McCaffrey's healthy all year, I think maybe top eight's fine, you know, I mean Purdy, there's question marks but but what's the odds of McCaffrey being healthy all year bad fifty fifty at best, less, yeah, so yeah. I just think that you I don't understand why Dallas isn't right there with anyone else, like i I just think it was a fundamental. Like this is a there's something about this team that's like one slot below. Except why we, Anti- we don't Mike like McCarthy.
0: McCarthy. Yeah, yeah.
2: But do you? I don't think that's moving the line. Oh, I think
0: it is. I mean, he's the favorite to be the first head coach fired. Yeah, at how many a, times? That's he's a won. very
2: liquid market. Real liquid market. Yeah. That, what I'm saying is, you're telling me right now if it was announced, McCarthy's not calling plays. But let's say this: it was announced in um, May, right? So there's not like this fevered interest. I don't think this number is a tenth of a game different. I don't.
1: I think if you announced he got, he, th- th- that he was taking time away and he wasn't going to coach this year, I don't think the number moves. Okay, so what does that say? It says It's, it's not worth very much. E- either way. Well, he sh- but, but he sh- most coaches are worth something to their and team. They are
2: they? I think most coaches are, mm-hmm. most, are pretty most, mutual.
1: Well, most of the coaches that are coaching 10 win-plus
2: teams are, you know,
1: worth, worth half a game.
2: So I'm asking you, Fez, if it was announced that McCarthy's not calling play, or you, not- think a, you think it's him as a coach overall? Yes. Then 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 actually I wanna fade whoever thinks that. Because at what point are you gonna say, well, wait a minute, McCarthy's record during the last five years with Aaron Rodgers and the time in Dallas has does anyone have a better record than him during that time? Does he have the best record?
1: Maybe I'm overreacting to how well Green Bay did,
2: you know, without him, you know? Well, they did well without him because, in theory, this is one of the better coach. I mean, because they hired a really good coach, right? Well, not that- or maybe
1: Green Bay's just got has a really good roster, so they, you know, they're going to win regardless of who's coaching from. But, but I, I
2: mean, I agree that, I mean, I think. But, but how do we d- identify who gets credit and who doesn't? It's hard. Then I know we shouldn't try to do it. Yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of what I'm. I'm probably
1: biased because he's talked all. the McCarthy talked all that. Oh, I was studying analytics for a year and the like, and then
2: I didn't see it at all. So you you should think he's a genius because he was able to fool Jerry Jones to give him all kind of money. <laughs> I, yeah, I I think that we if if you know what you don't know, it's so much better. And I think we judge. I mean, because you know what it is, he has a meaty face. <laughs> It really is. It's I'm a, biased against heavier coaches. I mean, think about it. How often do you really even think and hear about Maca- I mean, like, you see his face, but you don't hear him talk very much, do you? I hear his press conference. If he, if he had a. W- do you? you, you <laughs> not not his often. Press no,
1: so I've listened to his press conference. And does he before. seem stupid? He doesn't seem like an MIT grad.
2: Okay, so how, how did Sirianni sound on his first press conference? I don't recall. Well, I mean, that was a famous. It was like one of the worst ones. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think we judge things differently than they – I think it's because he looks dopey on the sidelines. It's always, I, It's mm. really – if he was – like Frank Reich looks like, oh, he could go out there and play a, a series. But I don't think Frank Reich's a very good coach as far as – I mean, I keep waiting for it to be successful. When is it going to be? Right? He wasn't at the Colts. We know that mm-hmm. much. I don't know. I think McCarthy's. You, you, you could be odd. Same thing with Dan Campbell. And
1: I hear, you know, I'm just like, oh.
2: Well, Dan Campbell was probably the most, one of the top five beloved coaches in the league right now. Oh, I
1: don't doubt that.
2: Yes. But you 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 actually discount Detroit because of Dan Campbell? When
1: I first heard like
2: his first well, press he, conference. If yeah. anything, that should tell you how stupid those opinions are. And he turns out to be a good coach, yes. Yeah, and Sirianni had it. I mean, you heard the first press conference, right? Or some of it?
0: Yeah, he talked about systems, systems, and systems. Mm. We're going to learn systems, and other teams don't know our systems. But our systems, we can learn our systems.
4: Why, why do you think Frank Reich's a bad coach? Well, I mean, he's never done anything. He's hardly ever won. I mean, he's won more games than he's lost
2: with a new quarterback every year. Like but he's got a new quarterback every year because he can't Not develop anyone, right? Oh, yeah, <laughs> right? I mean, I guess if you look at the Colts' win total and and how they've done, it's it's been a big disappointment. I mean, that's interesting. Can you look what was he four years or five? he was five years? Five, well, four and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he gets credit for the win total last year. He, I mean, he has to. Yeah. It was his team. He got, he's so bad he got fired. You can't give him credit for that. I mean, stack ranked that we will be interested. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So, yeah, and we got this. You know, this wasn't as bad as it seems. He's a net loser, right, in those five years. But a big chunk of the losing came last year. It was the first year they had a double-digit expectation. And Jeff Saturday became the coach. So that didn't go well. All right, now we're shifting to the NFC East still. And Fez and everyone had uh, an AJ or McKenzie had two picks. How many do you think you're gonna have? AJ? We're gonna have
4: two, and oh. our our under will be on the Washington Commanders.
2: Oh my gosh, you're just you're saying I'm last in line, baby. I'm going under.
4: Well, I mean, listen, we we're forced on all of these, so it's somewhat there's what slim you pickings. Forced? You have to pick an under in every division. You have to pick an over in there's every four division. Teams, one I, of I know. Right. Uh, it's a it's a tough schedule, but they're projected to be the worst team in their division again, and they draw the AFC East, which is one of the tougher divisions. So. It's hard to envision a, a ton of wins piling up here
2: Wait, for Washington. So, so the, the handicap is they have the lowest win total in the East. So, I'm betting under? <laughs> they, mean, do I'm have just... the, they
1: do have the ninth hardest schedule. So, so okay, no, I'm just trying to last place the team handicap. with a difficult schedule. That's on well, you. gave my
4: handicap 10 seconds before you interrupted it to talk about how well, stupid led, it was. Well,
2: you led with the that they have a low win total. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm listening.
4: They're currently favored in just two games this season, and one of them being the season opener against the Cardinals. Rivera's on the hot seat. (laughs) The enemy's right behind him, ready to take over, which apparently all the players are terrified of. Sam Howe, they're starting a— Maybe
2: they'll be motivated to win. (laughs) They're starting
4: a fifth-rounder who threw less than 20 passes last year. It's possible he hits, but is he good enough to save Rivera's job? I kind of doubt it. And for a team that's had just constant distraction— for the last five years, this new distraction, head coach drama being added to the mix, I don't think is positive. I do like their defense. But I I don't trust that this offense is going to get them to seven wins this year. I think this is a
0: transition year. New ownership comes in. They don't know what to expect, and they're probably going to want to clean house and start fresh next season. But you got to see what you have in Sam Howell if he is your quarterback of the future or if you're going to invest in a quarterback. I think that's all questions that they're trying to have answered this season. I do not think we've talked about this before, RJ. I do not think the goal is winning this season. I think the goal is to get through this season. Whose goal? The ownership, Josh Harris.
2: I think the goal but is— But how does to- that affect them, though? I mean, like, don't we think Rivera wants to win? He hasn't done it. Oh, <laughs> he wants true. to win every
0: year, and he hasn't done it. And, and A.J. mentioned the schedule. Uh, Fez mentioned how diff- the, the ranking of the difficulty is. I just think the travel spots are difficult. I mean, they have clusters of four away games in a five-week stretch multiple times throughout their season. I just don't think the schedule or the team is conducive to winning seven or eight games. I really mm-hmm. don't see it. They, and
1: that's, they do have five
2: games where they have a rest advantage. So that's a really high number.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, that's interesting. I don't really yet—I I did a, uh, a deep review. Actually, I spent, like, over an hour trying to find any articles or academic papers on sequencing mm-hmm. of NFL games. Like, how does it affect things? Is a lot of tough games early, hard? Uh, you know, I, I can't find anything. So I guess I'm going to have to just go to the database and just see what the number—you know, just really just examine and say, well, over all these years, what do we see, right? Um, the thing that I don't like about this is it's seven point two it opened up. What has changed between that what's fundamentally changed except the narrative about Washington? We knew Howe was going to be the starter. Their quarterback's better than we thought. He's played very well in preseason. I that's a, that's an interesting point. I like to bring any preseason observations that are mm-hmm. pertinent in. You like the way Howes looked. Not just me, but the head coach even said, Boy,
4: I you know, I had no idea he was that good. I didn't
1: know. But again,
2: you. like RJ
4: always says, what what could he
2: say? <laughs> Yeah, like, but, but, is, can but, but, you imagine him saying, our starting quarterback looked like shit this preseason? But if anything, he's actually, no, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, objectively, he was good, right? He was very
1: good. Yeah. In fact, remember when Baltimore's 24-game winning streak uh-huh. got broke? Well, he got broke by Sam Howell, but up I, 17 I do remember points. that because
2: someone predicted it. And <laughs> yes. the, ne- the next week, you didn't even comment on it. I was waiting the whole show for you to say something. Well, but we were all ahead.
1: we were all on it. So we well, all, you
2: were on it after I said it.
1: Well, well I listen. Yeah, I You <laughs> think I don't <laughs> but, listen but to you. But someone's
2: got to get credit. I complimented
1: you how you like. Identified it at plus three, and Dumbo, like me, had to play at plus two, so I had to
4: sweat it out. So at Sam the end. Howell dominated
2: Baltimore's second so, team defense. So hold on a second. You complimented on attacks with six people on it. No.
4: Yeah, you. <laughs> All right, but good, good job, and
1: RJ, we trust. So, so if you watch Sam Howell play that first half against Baltimore, remember this is a team that's won twenty-four straight games. He puts up seventeen, including two clutch drives to in the final few minutes of the first half. um, Looked like uh, against Baltimore's B squad, right? That beat every the other twenty four teams they played. Yeah, if you yeah. if you if you, checking.
2: if you won twenty four in a row, it brought, now did it seem like that? Did you watch that game? I did. Did it seem like there was some external force, like like Harbaugh wasn't trying as hard?
1: No, it looked like Harbaugh was he trying. was, okay. Yeah, yeah, there was one, there was a deflected the uh, slightly deflected on fourth down pass that was completed for a first down in the first half. So that could have gone it could have gotten knocked down. So he got a little lucky on that pass. Mm. Yes. So the, but he the, played great, everyone the, would say that.
2: The thing that AJ was saying, well what could he say if anything what he said was the opposite meaning I'm so surprised how well he's playing that if anything that's a weird thing that, to say. So it's
1: weird that so think about this, the total in Washington's gone down from 7.2 to 6.4. Mhm. Despite the fact that they're Yeah, we're at six three now. But okay? yeah, but, but sorry. Yeah. Despite the fact that their quarterback by everyone agrees is playing much better than expected.
2: Yeah, but remember, it was down to six point three um on August one, right? So it's yes. yeah, so and it was six point four June twenty sixth. So uh, what I'm saying is it's pretty much been flat for the last. And two normally, months. an object in motion remains in motion further. And in this
1: case, it stopped.
2: Eh, I would say it's more. It went from seven two to six four, really pretty quick. Yes.
0: Yeah, because I think all the negative sentiment was built into that initial drop, and then with the optimism surrounding Sam Howell, that's where we've stayed flat at this number. Plus,
1: I got to tell you this new ownership stuff. I think like by consistently Washington like ranks last in terms of facilities, food quality, how they treat their players, and the fact can that, confirm. Go ahead,
3: Mackenzie. Yeah, they have a terrible facility. It looks like a staple factory. Are you talking from like 10 years ago? It's the same one. They haven't updated it. Landover, Maryland. Or Landover, Virginia, I mean. It's not a very impressive facility. Go ahead. Well, so obviously the players are going to be a lot more
1: excited now that they're getting, you know, they may have the same facility, but they've got much better food, and they're going to get treated much better by the organization and the owner. All right.
0: Here's once basketball t- season starts, how invested in this o- is this owner going to be? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I thought you were talking about the Washington Bullets or something. <laughs> no, like, I'm, every-
0: saying, I'm just saying, Once, listen, Once he's got to figure out this
4: James Harden deal, the uh, listen, thing going on. Commander, the, the NFL makes you a lot more money than the NBA <laughs> That's does.
2: true. All right, here's my thinking. I got the green button in my hand. I'm thinking. Sam Howe, two games, 265 yards, three touchdowns, no turnovers – He completed more than three-quarters of his passes, 76%. And McKenzie adds a little comment. Turnover-worthy plays, zero. So he's perfect in that regard. All right. Wide receivers are good. Defense is good. To me, this is a matter of, and I'll ask it one more time. Oh, Fence finally jumps in on one. Oh, he's picking on A.J. right now. (laughs) <laughs> Was this your pick? You have been down on them too, Scott. I have a bet with you already
0: that I have the Giants more wins than the Commanders.
2: Yeah, that one I don't like is mine. You want to trade it for this one? <laughs> <laughs> you got listen. I I'm, I'm going to be following the Giants. You got to give them credit. Um, or at least so far it looks good. Last question, what has really changed since 3 months ago? Four, I mean, you know, even since February. They got a quarterback we think that we think that he looks better. We're not sure. I mean we're not sure well, we know going to be. he looks better. He looks we, better. Yeah. Um, what else though? I mean they they, they didn't do the 50 year option for uh, what Young is that Chase Chase. Yeah. There's a couple concerns. But if anything of- if anything that motivates Chase Young to play extra hard this year. True. A little concerned about the enemy and the chemistry with the offense. Yeah that's true. But if anything, most people, younger people like this. If you're hard on them, they're gonna grouse and bitch. But they're gonna they're gonna step up usually because there's a lot of money at stake. So, all right, we got one division down. Next division, Pheasant McKenzie up. It's the Lions leading the way, nine point six, biting kneecaps all the way there. Vikings eight point seven, slightly above a five hundred team in theory. Eight point five would be half a seventeen. Bears, seven point eight. Packers, 7.8. Fez, I gave this out on SOVAM over, I bet, with the Packers. You and I had that. You gave me a little piece of yours. I liked their number. What do you got as your best bet? Uh, well, our
1: best bet is actually Chicago under. Okay. Okay. All right. And but I'm we'll get to that. You got the,
2: okay.
1: Sneak <laughs> teaser alert. We'll talk about the Packers shortly. So the Bears, I don't get this number at all. So the Bears won three games last year. Okay. They're going to be better. Their defense was still terrible last year. It's going to be below average. That
2: is a key point.
1: Fields is going to be... We don't know. We don't know. But I I, I think we do know. I know he's not going to be a top 10 quarterback. I mean, maybe he'll become a, a, a capable quarterback. And you know what? I, I know this, the development of him, it's critical that he gets the right reps and that he gets more um, plays with his O-line. Well, this is the case cluster injuries on that O-line. No one critical, nobody out for the year anything like this, but four of the five starters have been injured where they're juggling people, they're, they're putting a different guy in at center. McKenzie has all the details surrounding this, but the Bears have serious, serious um, um, injuries, small injuries on the O-line that I think
3: is going to disrupt Fields' development here getting ready for the season. McKenzie? Yeah, you talk about those offensive line injuries. How many... On an offensive line, there's five. How many injuries do the Bears have? Five. So one of them is on IR, a starter, uh, Taven Jenkins. He's not going to play at all. And then four of their five remaining starters are a question mark. They don't know who's going to be no, center. They're not going to play at all when? Uh, Jenkins is not going to play at all this season. He's playing okay. season-ending IR. And four of the other five have serious injuries. The um, Patrick, the center, or he's actually the guard. He's going to play center because Whitehair is not – able to play center, reportedly, with his hand injury. So they're shuffling around. None of these guys were great, but they were starters last year with 70 to 60 PFF grades. And really, so, only one of them we know is going to be uh, ready to week one.
2: Here's the question. If I had gone in his Word document and changed white hair to gray hair, <laughs> would he have said gray hair and just <laughs> well, kept talking to like him? about gray hair is, because he's saying white hair like he knows him. Cody! <laughs> yeah. Um, when did these... O-line injuries
1: emerge throughout the preseason yep. because Everfluce he's the 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 book on him is that he pushes his players really hard compared to other coaches and that this has resulted in more players getting banged up and it really showed up in the O-line. So this
2: this um over under opened at 7.6 went to 7.7 went back down from uh, the 7.6 then then on eight twenty-one went up to seven seven and then on eight twenty-five, seven eight, and we're seven eight. So generally it's been in a tight window. With the, the tick upwards, slow yeah, ticks. So yeah. with this with this uh, idea of this injury bug or or you know, spat of injuries on the O line, I, I feel like I kind of like this under myself. And I guess with the Packers going I got the Packers over. It would kind of be a nice little twin, and I think there's a, a
1: confirmation in the market because right now the season win market, I would say, I think we'd say, you know, it's a pretty big
2: market, but yeah. week
1: one NFL is way bigger.
2: Okay. All right. So these two teams play each other, the Packers. But there has, there's more money, I think, right now in the win total market than week one. Yes, but by, and within a, a few days, I would say the week one will have okay. more. All okay. All right. And I think
1: within. By next week, I think this line, Green Bay is playing at Chicago, so Green Bay is on the road. Both these teams are lined at 7.8, so what's the spread? Chicago should be laying two, two two-and-a-half, right? Two, yeah. Yeah, well, that's what it was, but that's not what it is anymore. Now it's down to one, okay, at the sharp book. So the money is pouring in on the Packers, optimism on the Packers, pessimism for the Bears, and I'm going to mimic that with my best best bet Chicago under, but I'm going Green
2: Bay over. All right, so my question is, if I want a little taste on the Bears— what um, do you do? You have do you have sufficient, or can you get me down? I haven't for, even bet it yet because it hasn't moved. It's just been sitting out there. I think so. to, I think tomorrow is. It. I mean, yeah, it feels I'll get it like, tomorrow. It feels like the leading indicator is is that game one line exactly right. So I, I think plus
1: Mackenzie, what under seven and a half, plus a dollar ten is the best we can do you right get now. Plus one twenty at the Westgate. At the Westgate, I'll get. i uh,
2: I like it. Yes. All right. Oh wait, let me see. Let me see. What I would give. 50 bucks for us to say overbears. Let me see. Uh, wait, no. wait. I want to see something. Ah. Uh, oh. Now, real quickly, the
1: optimism for the Packers, and I'm stealing your thunder, obviously. No,
2: no, no, no. The, the, the you Pack- know, actually, something. Now I look at this. We should, pro- Since they're in, they've got the Bears under two. Let's let them talk on it for a minute. Yeah. Because I think. Oh, they
1: got the same bit, as us. Yeah. Oh,
2: we've got the same as you. Fez,
4: when we did our unders like weeks and weeks ago, you stole this pick from me. <laughs> like,
1: so I, you, so, had, you, you had so to fade the, one have, of my
4: picks because you stole this AJ, one. I, have the, I have the Bears under
1: as well. <laughs> yes. Yeah. To
2: yeah. so make your, I mean, add into what we were talking about. Yeah.
4: I, like, this is, it's just impossible for me to get to eight wins with him. And if Field's obviously a good runner, he's I mean, they got, have,
2: they have the lowest win total in the division, too, right?
4: Y- yes, they do. <laughs> he's got to become an average passer for them to be decent. And I don't think he's close to that. If you look at his EPA per play on passes, it's basically Carson Wentz. It's that level. Uh, like he was one of the, the bottom three in the league at EPA per play passing. I don't see how a guy that passes the ball like that in the modern NFL, unless you had a stellar defense, which you guys talked about, the Bears do not, I don't know how that works in the NFL, much less get to about 500. I could see them improving to winning five, six games. Eight is like an outrageous number. I, I just don't understand w- What it. would you put the total at? Six and a half. I don't, think that, you know, I don't think that's unreasonable at all. If I had never seen a total on the
1: Bears, and just I, I was flying blind, and I saw six and a half, and you asked me, gun to my head, under or over, I would have said under. Wow. Okay, so the well, one the thing
0: that I was going to say is, is uh, if you take the, – they're not going to go – they're going to be better than they were last year. They're not going to go 0-6 in the division again. But if they go 3-3 and – that still only puts them at six wins from last year. If you double their—you know, if you give them uh, three wins in the division this year instead of going 0-6, they're still only a six-win team. They allowed the second-most rushing yards in the NFL last year, and I don't see that defense improving.
2: Well, it's certainly improved I mean, you don't see them to be, like, the 30th well, defense, No,
0: right? I, look, okay, but plus for even for didn't impress me as a defensive coach last year. Remember,
1: I, one of those three wins was that Monsoon game against Trey Lance. Yeah, that's—
4: you know, <laughs> They could have won two. They added Tremaine Edmonds. They added TJ Edwards. But their biggest issue was pass rush, and they didn't add anybody. They added no pass rushers, so they're still not going to have
2: a pass rush. I'm not sure. Here's the thing. The fact that the Bears didn't get rid of Fields, try to trade them, and take the number one pick, how much of that is liking Fields? How much of that is they didn't like the choices? Um, I think this is all about – you know, i got to be honest. I think you could make decent money – or at least get good bets, be being anti woke. I think there's certain players and teams that, like, the media seems to embrace. Like, Trey, I don't know, Trey Lance doesn't seem to have a political feel to it, but like this Justin Fields does because this is a black quarterback coming out. He was drafted lower than expected. There were rumors, get up type things where people, he's not a hard worker, right? And it, I think it was uh Ola- I think it was Anilowski. Dan Yeah, I think it was. Now, do you think Dan said that because he didn't hear it? I, I, I would bet a million dollars he heard it. Now, was it correct? Well, if he heard it, it was correct that someone told him. Was that correct? I don't know. Why would someone have something out? I don't know. But what I know is it's, became, it's become like a cost celeb that it's like, oh, he's better than people think. He's not. It's, almost, it's like the Lamar thing. Oh, Lamar should be a wide receiver says, you know, a Hall of Fame um, GM, and it's like, oh, he must be a racist. It's like, mm. well, maybe he has a paradigm that's older and he doesn't understand the newer off. I don't know what it is. I just think that it shouldn't drive our betting. If there's anything that should be agnostic towards those, anything really should be the bet. If you can't be neutral on it and come at it with an open mind, don't bet it. Doesn't mean you have to have an open mind on everything, but don't bet it or don't comment on it in the media if you're a media person. Mm. Right? I mean, I'd be nice if someone said, hey, I can't talk about Fields because I just I'm so mad that people thought he wasn't good, that he didn't work hard. I just can't be reasonable. But that's really what it is. I mean, do you do you guys see that with some, I mean I think Lamar's right at the top of that list? Mm-hmm. And if that affects the public's opinion, I want to fade that.
1: And remember, the public loves the Bears. For whatever reason, this is like the Cubs, the Bears are like ultra, ultra public. You're saying year in and year out. Year in and year out. They always bet the Cubs over. They always bet the Bears over. The people of Chicago are the most loyal. They're like the opposite of Philadelphia fans. They just like back their hometown Midwestern school.
2: Mackenzie, what do you think about the
3: whole, I mean, do you see that? That there's certain people it seems like there's a bias with? I do, 100%. And in this situation, you talk about the Bears fans, they have something to be excited about. Are they excited enough to expect to win five more games than they did last year? It seems like it's just a step beyond whatever's reasonable is it what the central position is going to be if there's this grievance that, oh, this is a guy that's been disrespected historically. Speaking of that, did you hear Bill Simmons' podcast uh, with Barkley? I did most of it, yeah. He was talking about how
2: much he loves Jokic and like no one else compares and he only <laughs> says good things about him. Very smart man. <laughs> I mean it was uh you know I I'm not the type to do this kind of thing but you could do a real like uh play a, play a little tape, have a little comment come out, oh okay, and then the next tape like contradicts it almost 180 degree. I mean it's like It's
0: been wow. done with people in the media.
2: Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> All right, so Speaking of Justin Fields, yeah. and when was the last time we had an Ohio State quarterback that had success in the NFL, or a Bears quarterback that had success <laughs> yeah. in the NFL? Mm, but like, like when, when, just quarter that they, they Joe don't, Burrow. That does not count because he left. <laughs> he had to leave to get developed. They don't develop quarterbacks. They don't develop pro quarterbacks, I should say. And whether you Ohio go, State? Yes. Well, that's you,
1: because they have the five best NFL wide receivers every year playing for the, How sure, is that possible, but, you, RJ? But when you go, it doesn't matter who's coaching, whether it's Jim Trestle.
2: I want to announce the departure of Scott Seinberg. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but but, but I, mean, I mean, in all seriousness, what what other You're college quarterback like, gets college. a down? He literally gets a downgrade in wide receivers when he goes to the NFL. Any Ohio State quarterback? I mean, that's a true statement.
2: We do. We, Kyle are, McCord we are, are an Trophy. appealing institution. It's true. Kyle McCord
0: Heisman Trophy winner. Okay, uh, Art
2: sleepster was pretty good. He just had a little yeah, issue. A little...
0: That's your new starting quarterback this year, by the way, Kyle McCord. Uh and I he good good Heisman oh, sleeper. Oh, he just got picked, right? Yes. Okay. Good Heisman Sleeper. They're great college quarterbacks, but in recent memory, I mean, we'll see what CJ Stroud can be, but Fields hasn't shown it. Haskins, JT Barrett, Cardell Jones, Braxton Miller, these guys, they're not NFL quarterbacks.
2: No, I agree. Um, but if you think about it, this is a different conversation. But quickly. High State would make a mistake developing pro quarterbacks because they have such superior receivers and such. Yes. They should be see them open, throw it. That's mm-hmm. the complaint, right? You can't do that in the NFL. Yeah. But to try to have to have a timing quarterback, which is harder to get, let's be candid, if you have the guys, I think they run the right system for them. Of course. Great. If I was an elite quarterback, I'm not sure I'd want to go there. But I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> All right, so we got under Chicago from both of the boys. Now, that's a um, – the second. is that a – you didn't mark if these that's are not twos our two or star. ones.
4: No, that's a
1: one-star. That's star. our one-star.
2: Mark if these are twos or ones. All
4: right, that's our one-star.
1: Would you, right, you like so us to go
2: to our two-star? No, 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 we got to let those guys okay. go first.
1: Yeah, so one-star be the Green Bay Packers over. I'm going to give RJ the attribution on, on this one. You know, this one's easy. So we talk about what did we learn? What What do we know that every one of these magazines that we're reading that was printed two months ago is different? Well – we have all these questions about Jordan Love. We like the Packers, you know, squad of Aaron Rodgers was still there. We'd set their over under at nine. But we but it was seven and a half because Jordan Love was totally unproven. Well, so far, I know it's preseason. He has far exceeded expectations. The Packers are putting up points in bunches with him. He looks like a very capable quarterback, not to mention chemistry-wise. There's a whole distraction. Did Aaron Rodgers really be, want to be there? And now everyone seems to be on the same page. Um, as long as he's capable, he doesn't have to be even be an average quarterback. If he can just be the 20th best quarterback, the Packers are going to win eight games. And if he's the number 16 quarterback, they're going to win nine. Packers over 7.5. Good bet.
2: Now, now, real quick, is this was driven by, in my opinion, something you can learn in the preseason, which is how does a quarterback look um, fundamentals-wise? Is he is he doing under center five? Because, again, that was a question with Jordan Love. By all accounts of guys that know quarterbacks better than me, a really strong preseason for him. Yes. That's something you can learn, right? And, and I think it's meaningful.
1: Like these rookie quarterbacks get first and go on the one up motion penalty up too much time. You know, it's I like think that-
2: Houston being downgraded is very valid from this preseason. I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, Same thing with Carolina. Yeah, yeah. I think they looked a little better. I mean, it did feel, that first game was the worst, mm-hmm, I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I would say one more thing defense. We always say it's not sticky. Well, that's really saying it's random another way. But because it's random, let's say you just have a baseline and of talent. Green Bay's talent on paper is top ten for sure on defense. Not even a debate.
1: Yeah, now they weren't the a top ten defense last exactly. year. Exactly. But I they agree. but they had the talent. Is yes.
2: it cause these guys are bad, or is it cause the standard deviation or the range of outcomes is a lot broader on defense? which doesn't change so much, maybe a little bit, what you think of this D, it's last year it didn't do well. And just the chemistry in the building can can change year to year also. So to me, uh, yeah, to me, I think that Green Bay, if you said over under Green Bay's defense 16 and a half, so is it top half of the league or not? I would make a major bet on the under, That meaning that there should de- be 10 to 16. Yeah, probably. they'd be better than that. I agree. So if they're going to have an above average D, I don't think people think it's going to be an above average D because if so, why would this win total be seven and a half? Exactly. So I think it's both that we've seen some good things from Love, but also I think the defense, because of the randomness of it, is deceivingly, or they're underrated right now. Exactly. So average offense, above average defense, you win nine games. Yeah, or maybe eight. I'll take yeah. it. Because, I mean, because like you said, offense is more important. But, yeah.
1: Exactly. Right. By the way, if you're wanting to get behind one game to play that I think is going to keep moving, it is this Green Bay Chicago game. Excellent teaser candidate, of course. You can still get one and a half. Tease it up to seven and a half.
2: Yeah, but late 130.
1: Yeah, You know, this is a good point to... Everyone that likes to bet teasers, you need to check your teaser odds because there's still places out there that a six-point teaser is minus 120. But a lot of books, the cockroach, the bookies, are going to minus 125 and even minus 130 on the six-point teaser. So check. Your book may have been minus 120 last year. may not be this year.
2: Okay. Now we got the the, uh, two-star now on the over. Which team is it, AJ? The Minnesota Vikings. And this is an interesting one. Sure, I, let, let, sure. Fez, you're thinking about pressing the button. Let's hear this.
0: If your only take on being anti Vikings is they were the, a lucky team last year, I don't want to hear it. Because. Well, you have to debunk it. No, it's fine. I, okay. They,
2: <laughs> they were, were lucky. lucky.
0: I'm not asking them to win 13 games, <laughs> I'm asking them to win nine.
2: I think he's making a good point and here.
0: Their offensive line returns all five starters healthy, which they didn't have last year, right? Brian Flores comes over as defensive coordinator with Harrison Smith as one of the elite blitzing safeties in the NFL, which is the strength of a Brian Flores defense needing that safety. You have a full season of TJ Hawkinson at tight end. Jordan Addison, the rookie wide receiver, is going to be a better complement to Justin Jefferson than Adam Thielen was last year. And so what? You lost Dalvin Cook coming off the worst season that he's had in his career, and you still won 13 games? I will ask you. What's changed about this Vikings team? What's changed? You have an elite head coach. You have a quarterback who has proven to be a winner. And you have a team that, yes, was so perfect in close games last year. But you know what that shows me? Not luck. It shows me mental toughness wow, and there fortitude. Was, there, there,
2: you wanted to say there's both. There was some luck. Josh Allen has fumbled on his <laughs> yeah. own one-yard yeah.
1: line. <laughs> well, they, they also, a
2: little <laughs> mentally. Who knows? They also added Byron Murphy. But
0: they fumbled on the play before, Fez. Corner was scored.
4: their uh, their biggest weakness. They brought in a, a, a solid corner. And I think that floor as higher is about as good as anybody could be uh, for a team that, you know, the defense was the problem with this team last year. So, again, transition, 11 and 0.
2: Transition time has to cut both ways,
4: right? No doubt. So, I mean – there's certainly going to be transition but i mean this was one of the worst defenses at least of the the teams that were considered good last year it was one of the worst defensive teams I think, I think that Brian Flores—I mean, I guess you know what I think of him as a coach. I, I think that he's, he deserves to be a head coach in the NFL, so I certainly think he's a, a very strong uh, coordinator. Is this a woke position you're taking? No. <laughs> I just, he's, he's deserving. Uh, but, th- sure, they're not going to go 11-0 in close games again, but to get to nine wins, they don't have to. And, Fez, as you saw on Netflix— Kirk Cousins was ah. banged up. On yeah, what
2: about that upgrade, fam? Yeah, he. I mean, oh. all right, bring it on. Bezik says, now uh, make your case."
4: All right. Well, first
1: with the Kirk Cousins, yeah, he didn't. He didn't miss a game last year. He was hurt the entire game. He got the hell beat out of him. He's going to be 35, so regression's coming on Kirk Cousins. that's older. He ain't Tom Brady. 35. No, 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 no. no. Um, some numbers here uh, from Football Outsiders: DVOA. 27th, the Vikings were
2: last year. And that brings up a good point. I Actually, McKenzie says 28th. We might want to check that. This
3: regular season, regular season plus playoffs.
2: Okay. So here's the question If you believe that the Vikings weren't 13 and four quality entering the playoffs, but were maybe at worst an average team, I like AJ's handicap and Scott's. If you look at this and say DVOA says they were 28th, Kevin Cole says they were 22nd. Now, all of a sudden, it's like, so if they replayed last year, everything else stays the same, but we go on a time machine. would we th- season win total them at like six? I think because prob- that's what these I think probably I think probably nine. I'll give them the benefit but, but, of the doubt. But then, but how are they twenty eighth? 28th- or 14th last year? I'll say that they were like 14th. All right, so I can accept that. I mean, it's, at then, some point. Then, how have they, then I don't like your pick. How have they gotten I'm, that much worse? I haven't finished my pick. Go ahead. So, what, what are you one, giving your pick? Uh, you haven't you your what, analysis.
1: That's correct. Um, one, more, one more point. Huh. In the five games that they won the DVOA battle, they won them all. Okay? So they they never, when they won the stats, they won the game. In the 13 games they got outplayed in the stats, this is really remarkable. They went
2: eight and five. So why are you saying that they're? This is what I'm confused about. If they're an average team last year, why would you have a huge opinion on an average win total? Because their strength of schedule just just bumped up significantly. They were going. No, I got
1: lots of things here. So they went from 19 to fifth. Okay, and and here's the kicker. I look at their three field games. Okay, the ones that aren't that are the first place Mm -hmm. games. They're at Philly. Mm-hmm. they're at Cincinnati, mm-hmm. and they're playing San Francisco. I mean, that, that's just a killer to have those three games, you know, put on top of the, of, of the rest of their schedule. And you're talking about, the, you know, the changes. I think it matters. I mean, they lose Dalvin Cook, and they lose
2: Thielen. I mean— Thielen's trash, like where was as a, pl- as a player, not a person? Yeah, was, He was washed. a perfectly. I'll was, tell you right now, Jordan, a- Jordan Addison's
0: better
1: than Addison. He was Eland. a perfectly capable number two, and you know who isn't trash? Um, Je- Justin Jefferson, who had like the greatest season for a wide receiver. I still can't believe he won that bet against me nah. when he like finished third in the league, and <laughs> and, and, and you had the guy that finished first, um, Justin Jefferson. I'm gonna make a bold statement: is not going to have as good a year, not nearly as good a year. How now, can he?
0: By the way, uh, last season the, the Vikings defense. They they, they blitzed on 18.9% of dropbacks. It's ninth lowest in the NFL. That's going to clearly change in Brian Flores' system. And if you're talking about that difficult schedule this year, playing against Cincinnati, playing against Philadelphia, well, last season, Brian Flores got a look at both of those teams, uh-huh. including a win well, against look, Cincinnati. It didn't look good against Philly. No, it didn't look good. But he got a look at those teams. So now he has an idea of, of how going to get beat again this, this season. season. It no,
2: they
1: have an idea how to beat
2: if, him Mike, too. Yeah. if Mike Tyson came and fought someone knocked in the first, we wouldn't say, you know, he fought Tyson. Uh, well, num-
0: that fighter would adjust and maybe not no. get right. They were also number. F- <laughs> they were
1: number five in health, so they didn't have many adjusted games losses. A whole, basically, in terms of the luck, like RJ does a big spreadsheet. Yeah. And, in terms of in how f- lucky is a team, and this team was just incredible. They got out scored. Right.
2: So, they so, got outscored. So one thing to think about: the win total here opened eight point seven. It's eight point seven. And it's never varied beyond a tenth of a game. So this has been the steadiest win total. I think it's a great number. And my thought is the more I think about it, I was leaning over. I'm probably leaning under now. I just think you got to remember, they have one of the the most analytical GMs. And he's very strategic. I think with the Giants, is it a coincidence that one of the better coach teams, especially young coaches, Dayball, in the Giants— do so well over expectation. And lo and behold, a Minnesota team that you would, you know, quasi, how do you say his name? <laughs> Femi? No, no, no. <laughs> the guy, the guy, uh, the GM for Minnesota. I think that. Quasi Adolfo
3: Mensah. Yeah, exactly. Oh. You, couldn't tell,
2: you couldn't <laughs> tell that? He, he, he was a finance guy that's a real analytic, <clears throat> analytically driven guy. I don't, I feel like they tend to get lucky more. Like we talk luck. Mm. But they do, so I. I, I, am, in I, I
1: am very high on the coach O'Connell, and, and one of the things that was most. See, I'm not
2: necessarily.
1: Imp- the though. thing I was most impressed when I saw the the quarterback show is that Cousins would screw up and he and he kind of. P- oh, this pull is the Cousins over. upgrade. Okay. Yeah, yeah and, and, and and it's like you know next time maybe don't fumble on the goal line and run the play. I I told you to run <laughs> instead of the, that
2: one you pulled out of your ass and turned the ball over. <laughs> I Kirk Cousins last year actually w- w- had a, a certain point. Past the midpoint of the year, he was having a down year. In retrospect, it wasn't as down as I thought, but he is the type that he maybe is hitting an age wall because he's so physically limited that you think, oh, it doesn't matter anyway. But guys like Larry Bird, guys that they just passed the test of being – Athletic enough, and then one increment down, they can't play. And and
1: you could see. I don't know. Like just, when he we was walking around on his off days, it was like. Remember when Earl Campbell started to get older? You know, and the, just the way he would walk, it's not that bad. But he he took. And, and you got your old line back. Good luck with that. We saw how they blocked for him I think, last year. I think well, they
0: were they they weren't healthy last year. Yeah. They were juggling well, Luckily, with pieces luckily, last year. you
2: guys now have a bat. The green button for the new listeners means if you say something. You better be ready to back it up with cash. 300 a bet automatically. And Fed says, we're going under. Or, uh, and uh, the boys, with their official pick, going over for Minnesota. They both agree on the Bears. Under. Halfway home. Saints, 9.4. Open 9.4. Falcons, the biggest mover, if I'm just eyeballing it. Fed said under when it opened at 7.5. It's now 8.8. This isn't gonna age well. (laughs) The Panthers down a little bit, seven point six to seven point three. The Bucks down the same three tenths of a game, six point five to six point two. What do you got? All right,
1: best bet Carolina under the seven point three. Frank Reich. You know, let's, let's let's talk about their rookie quarterback Young, and you know Carolina. If you look at the final scores, yeah, they got smashed by the Jets, but then they had two competitive preseason games. One thing they have not been competitive. Is the first half when Young has been playing. They lost 13-0, 21-3, and 20 to 10. So they have just gotten smashed. Uh Young's numbers, I've got all three. Your first game, four for six for 21 yards, an average of 3.5. Second game, three for six, thirty-five yards, average of 5.8. These are all bad numbers. And then finally against Detroit, 7 for 12 for 73 yards. Better of the three, but the bottom line. I watched all three of these games. He absolutely did not look comfortable. He did not look ready to go. Now, it's true some of those games were behind a makeshift O-line and total backups on his O-line, and that certainly didn't help him. But he is not ready to start. And McKenzie came up with some great numbers where if you look at a rookie starting for the first time – In the NFL, and you have a rookie um, head coach as well, those teams have massively underperformed. Do you want to give
3: those numbers, McKenzie? Yeah, it's not that common. It's only four times since 2017 that you pair a rookie quarterback with a rookie head coach. Three teams have done it this year, the Panthers, the Colts, and the uh, the Texans. Those teams have gone on average 1.2 games below their win total, and that's not even half of it. They've only won four and a half games on average. Like, they're expected to be terrible usually. The Panthers are the highest win total team out of any of these seven teams that have tried this, and I don't see why they're necessarily better than these other completely rebuilding squads. Do we count so, Frank Reich as a rookie head coach? First-year head coach. Okay. First year with the team is, is – First the, yeah. year with the
0: team. Yeah. Yes. Gotcha. Okay, so, yeah, new head coach, first year with the team.
4: Yeah, I, our best bet is also the under on the Panthers. Well, and,
0: Yeah, and I'll, and I'll give you this stat here. So, since 2002 – There have been 31 instances of a team that drafts a quarterback in the top 10, and that quarterback starts at least eight games his rookie year. Those teams are combined 11, 18, and 2 towards their win total over. So the reverse, 18 18, and 11 11 to their win total under. Over the past 10 years, it's even worse, 11, 4, and 2 to the win total under.
1: Hmm. Well, I'm,
2: just, I'm just looking. They had your pick again, Faz? Yeah, <laughs> we both
1: best bet Carolina on.
2: <laughs> okay.
1: But no, AJ, you gave me that last, last week also, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't think so.
0: What did you think of that stat on the rookie quarterbacks, the, the top 10 draft pick quarterbacks that have gone on to start at least eight games that season?
2: I think that because of the pressure around those top picks, they start them a little earlier. Mm-hmm. Maybe even they look at it as a rebuilding year and they, they're comfortable with it. Like, all that matters is his development. But I, I agree, I think. And expectations are high.
0: Yeah. 18-11-2, the last 31 times there's been a top-10 quarterback that started eight games as a rookie.
4: They're switching from a 4-3 to a 3-4, uh, which I always think is difficult because, like, it's one thing to switch defensive schemes, like, you know, as long as you've got the same base. But that 4-3 three, to 3-4 three, requires different players. And it's it's hard for like guys are going to be playing out of position this year is what that means. And then I th- I think it's kind of underrated that it, and when they got Bryce Young, which is I mean it's a should be a franchise changing move if it works. But they gave up their best offensive player to get him. Like it, as part of that deal, they sent their best offensive player packing and replaced him with a who was that uh, DJ Moore and they yeah. replaced him with a washed up Adam Thielen. Like it's just a it, it's it's not a fair trade off. It, there's no weapons for Bryce Young in his first season uh and, and with no Christian McCaffrey there anymore the running game's certainly not what it what
2: it used to be well see i disagree with that i think they played better after McCaffrey McCaffrey left or got traded now why that is we can debate i think sometimes when you pay a back that much you have to mm-hmm. put you have to run the offense through sure. him and maybe that's not but I think that that it's a bad you know it's a negative to lose him, but i um I agree with you but but I think he he they were pretty good last year, running wise after he left It just feels like a rookie quarterback could use someone
4: leaking out of the backfield like someone that's that can do the things that McCaffrey can do. What
2: about Frank Reich though he's a very good coach he's bad early not early. Uh, <laughs> well he's bad the first game yeah. yeah.
1: You know, one thing about Frank Reich is so here's a big, tall guy, you know,
2: successful as a quarterback. See, that's a McCarthy. If he, McCarthy looked like that, he well, well, he's got more respect. Well,
1: now he's got like this, the, the, you know, the short quarterback that's like, like it's it's not in the same mold as it's so, as far as mentoring his quarterback, it's not going to so be so think, easy.
2: You think that small quarterbacks going to have a Napoleon complex? I don't think that Reich is going to be able to show him how he succeeded and have him duplicate. It'd be that. funny if like George Jefferson was on the sidelines, <laughs> like coaching him.
3: <laughs> Rike is going to be like, when you're looking over the offensive line, and Young is like, what? All I see is the guys took us. Fun- <laughs> What's funny is I read something that
2: said, Carolina, better than they seem. And someone was talking about the preseason. And the whole article was about one play that he threw with anticipation mm-hmm. and how all the stats don't matter. It's that one play.
0: There was a lot of talk, if you remember, when he was drafted and uh, when he first started at OTAs about his size. It seems like there's been um, a shift away from that. It hasn't been getting as much attention in the media.
2: It's boring to keep saying it,
0: but it doesn't change exactly and I think that we're going to realize it when he is sacked when he's not seeing over the line things will come to the Forefront over the course of the first couple of games of the season that are going to make people bring this sub- this subject back up he is undersized
1: you know there's a line and heaven can wait where where Warren Beatty's like he's trying to get new bodies he's got to get 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 be put into and he's like that guy's only 580
2: he, he can't see over the line <laughs> so just let him crash the motorcycle Gate one of the most famous uh, heaven can wait Heaven, heaven can, can wait. wait. I'm sorry. Oh, heaven can wait. Uh,
1: That's Warren Beatty. Gets he's the quarterback for the Rams. Okay, no, that wasn't what I Diane was. Diane Cannon uh-uh. looked hot. Thanks. We're not doing that anymore. Thanks,
2: man. <laughs> One to ten. What was she? No no, 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 no. All right. Um, all right, well, what was he right now? <laughs> Who's someone that everyone else thinks is good-looking, <laughs> but you just you you kick her out for eating crumbs.
1: <laughs> well, stick with
2: Jennifer. <laughs> all right, now um, I I think there's too many cooks in the kitchen here. We've talked about this, but back to the quarterback size real quick. I told this story once. I'll tell it quickly. I remember Pat White, the West Virginia quarterback, was mm-hmm. playing. I think for Miami. And I think it was I think it was a regular season game. Pittsburgh was playing him, and I think it was Ryan Clark at safety, who was a tough mother effer. And he, you know, he has a, I think it's sickle cell, and he can't. He wasn't supposed to Denver. play at altitude. Yeah. He said I said screw it, I'm playing. Almost died. Oh. I mean, that's how tough this guy was. Well, Pat Wright was running. You know, he was like 5, I don't know, was he what, five nine maybe, but small. He was a good-running quarterback, and this was back probably 10 years ago. He runs around the left end, and he gets about four yards, and he's just about to go out of bounds. But he turns it up just about a, an extra step. And Ryan Clark hit him so hard that he just, Ryan Clark picked a spot and went, and I don't think Pat White ever took another snap in the NFL. I mean, it was like, it was one hit. It's like that Bledsoe hit, right? Similar and, to that? But it was just because he was—it was like the guy shouldn't have been on the field, yeah. it felt like. And I'm not saying that that's the case here. I'm just saying there is something about being—if you're a guy and you see another guy, you know, your normal size, let's say, and he's 6'5", you know, 245, you can tell yourself all you want. It doesn't matter. And, yeah, you know what? If you're a UFC fighter and, you know, the double arm bar, yeah, you probably could kick it, you know, win in the end. But I tell you this: if you're not armbar and playing football, and it might only be once a season, you take a hit where your weight matters that much. But it's at one time,
4: can make a big difference. It was uh, actually he, later in that game. Ike Taylor hit him in the head, helmet to helmet, knocked him out. He and never they, played. They had to after. haul him off the Is field. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. I mean,
2: it was. Well, Ike Taylor was one of the hardest hitting. His name was Nails. That was his nickname. You know, like amongst the. I think amongst his teammates. Like, he, he bro- one time, like, Ike Taylor <laughs> would be in POWs all the time, and it was like LeBron. You know when LeBron went down, you never thought he would be hurt? Mm-hmm. Like, certain guys go down, you're always worried. Ike Taylor went, was in a POW so many times, I don't think I ever thought he was going to get hurt. One time he comes out, he's holding his, holding his forearm, literally broke his forearm. I'm like, finally, he gets hurt. God damn Next game, he's playing with a cast out there. I mean, it's like, it's, I mean, he was nails. That's all you can say. But did you look that up the hit?
4: Yeah. Did yeah. they have? Did they have it? No, uh, it's just in in Wikipedia. But he it says uh, White suffered a helmet to helmet collision when, after being tripped, Ike Taylor hit him in the head, left him unconscious, where he was carted off the field. Try to yeah. you got to play. Yep. Announce it for us. All right, so Pat White's
0: in. He didn't pass the ball at all this around season. around the other end. Yeah, he was like now, a wildcat this, quarterback. But do he, it as Howie Cosell. So, so he, ro- watch it. he rolls out to his left. That didn't even look like that
2: wait, bad of wasn't a hit. That bad. <laughs> yeah. well, that wasn't, wait,
0: That's a, it, yeah. Because now he's lying motionless.
2: Fifty-one. Then I didn't even see that. Let me see.
0: This is Pat White. He rolls yeah. out to the left. He's that at his own good. 20-yard line. He goes out of bounds, and he, oh, as he's falling out of bounds, he takes a hit from Mike Taylor right there. That
2: was not what I remember. Number 24. It's funny how memory messes with you, man.
0: And he lays. right Here's the slow-motion replay. Let's see how bad it looks. Thank you, CBS, for giving us a slow-motion replay of a guy falling helmet to helmet into a defender. It actually didn't look that bad. Yeah, I've seen I, worse.
2: i, I, I got to be honest with you. I, if I saw that, I wouldn't think anyone got hurt. Mm-hmm. But it, but if anything, it kind of— His size? He's he, soft? He's, he's small? No, it's soft. But it, know, makes, yeah. it does make the point. If that hit caused that much trouble, I don't mm-hmm. know why I remembered that different. All right. That was kind of – let's just say this. If it was 1985, we could have went our whole lives and never seen that hit again. It's way, so crazy.
4: The stuff is so accessible. You said it was about 10 years ago. It was, it was 2009. It was a long yeah. time ago. That, that's
2: closer than I thought because actually whenever – you know how it gets when it's been a while. Yeah. It always feels like less. I, I hated Pat White of West Virginia. Always, you got his revenge. If I'm not mistaken, he was the quarterback the year they were undefeated and they could have went the national title game. And he lost as a 28-point dog. Or is a 28-point favorite against West Virginia. No, he played for West
0: Virginia. He played for West Virginia.
2: He played—oh, okay. Well, yeah, I'm sorry. West Virginia was against Pitt. Yes. It was a 28-point dog. I remember yep. that. And high state could have had another national title. Because yeah. if West Virginia wins, they make the final two at the time, the BCS. High state was number one. Oh, they would have killed them. Yeah, they would have—or they would have been—yeah. And then LSU comes in as the first two-lost team mm-hmm. ever to play in the BCS. I was at that game— and it wasn't close. They lost uh, 13-9 to Pitt. As a 28-point favorite. Mm-hmm. Imagine you got one, and it's Rodriguez was the coach. You got yep. one game to go to the national title game.
1: It happened to Dan Snyder, Kansas State, same thing. But yeah, then they, but
2: that, that was a that was against Oklahoma in the Big 12 conference championship game. Then they oh, was blew right? out yeah.
4: Oklahoma in the Fiesta Bowl. Oh, yeah. That was, that was like a 20-point win. They dominated him. Pat White... That that team West Virginia was good then, man. Like they won that, and they they beat uh, they beat Georgia in the Sugar Bowl. That same Pat White team, that was a good squad. They
2: they could have the, won one more game.
0: The year before, <laughs> the year before, they were also eleven and two. That was the year that they beat Rutgers in like the the like, it wasn't the Big East championship game, but it was like the winner of that game won the Big East, mm-hmm. and West Virginia won that game. So, Feds, last game of
2: the regular season, the game you're talking about, if I'm not mistaken. It was, like, 96, 97? Is that what you're thinking? Or you? Don't... It,
1: it was the year they beat Nebraska by—K-State did by, like, 10, mm-hmm. and then they were undefeated. And then I I thought they lost to Iowa State or somebody, like, and at the end of the year. But I, I could be mistaken. They were I, undefeated. I they don't lost. think
2: so. I could be wrong. Yeah, because thats a. I think the game you're talking about is the famous game—well, it's famous, you know, in certain circles, where Mike Stoops, Bob Stoops' brother, who ended up coaching in Arizona, who was one of the most combustible people you've ever met— mm. Uh, was on. He was up in the press box, and the whole game, he's like throwing stuff. Oh, really? It was like it was <laughs> <laughs> like it was like he looked like a maniac. So, all right. So we got Carolina a double under. But, and it was your two star, too, right? Yes. All right, so we got one more pick. You got an over, one more pick in this division. You got an over to go in the South.
1: Yeah, over Atlanta. I got to be honest, I've completely ch- changed my perspective on so this. You can't lose now. I can't lose. So, so early <laughs> in the summer, I said, that's ridiculous. Atlanta went from seven and a half to eight. No, AJ did not play Atlanta under seven and a half. I looked under eight and a half when they went to eight and a half, and I said, this makes no sense to me. Ritter is. At best, going to be a below-average
2: quarterback. I know they have a total. But well, you said, you said, wait a minute. Right on. now, I like over. Wait a minute. Let's get something straight. So initially, when we were doing some picks, another in next uh, Tuesday show, which is a special show early in the week, then we're going to have another one to handicap week one. Okay, you had Atlanta as a, a fade. Yes. I can't remember exactly Fade the Fade Atlanta
1: because they're going to—I I, I said they're going to be a below-average defense and
2: average offense at most. It was, it was simple. You you've somehow— What's changed? Hold on a second. You read somewhere they had a young quarterback, and that was all you were really handicapping on. Let's admit that. They're no, starting th- the wrong I, quarterback. No, no
1: my, my mistake was the defense, is that I said their defense is, was terrible last year. What's changed? Okay,
2: so now then what happened next? Tell us the story from there. Well, I read more up about the team, uh-huh. about the defense— and and, and once you put you, you said they were around seven point eight when you said fade them. No, I was fading when they were they were already eight and a half. That's I don't think that's true. It was 8.5. No, that move that had move happened long. It
1: might before have been eight point two. It might have been eight point two, but right. it was it was it was above eight. It, so was it went eight. up to
2: eight three, eight four. It was eight three when we eight, did it. Seven, eight, 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 eight. It was eight three when we did it. Yeah, eight seven, was, eight eight, eight eight, right. and now it's at eight. Uh, well, eight. I was wrong. I right. no, I know, but I want to Believe. understand the math of it. All right, now you like what? Well, so I read up on Football Outsiders.
1: They they brought in a whole bunch of new bunch so of guys more on, it went on up, defense. The more you
2: like the over.
1: Well, they <laughs> Football Outsiders. I'm going to give one attributed to them. Mm-hmm. They said number thirty defense last year, and I'm like, well, the defense is going to suck again. It can't can't have, you know, improved that much. And they said, and now with these additions, we they we, they protect them to have the number 10 defense, which I think is optimistic. But my God, if Atlanta has an average defense with that cupcake schedule, they're going to be able to win nine games. So what do you have as their strength of schedule? Uh, they are number,
2: one second, I've got here, 31. Okay. There's one There's one team has an easier schedule. So let me get this straight. I want to get it straight. Tell me if I'm right or wrong. Atlanta when it was 8.3 you said under under 8.3 and now you're going over schedule
1: over 8.8 8. 8.8 8. so
2: this is this is this is called apologies <laughs> to polish
1: americans everywhere this is called a polish middle where you are <laughs> locking in a loss in your portfolio so yes i laid under eight and a half, minus one forty. So if it went And now n- I'm now now I'm playing over eight and a half minus one forty. I need it to land on the number, which is gonna be hard to do because it can't land eight and a half.
2: Now would this be potentially a best bet if it got up to nine? <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Over nine. Yeah, wait for it to hit nine, Mackenzie, and then bet nine over. Are you? T- you know what's funny? There are people that will do that because of trends. It will be like if it's minus one thirty or more, you can bet it, and then it's like minus one twenty. It's Like if only I get to one thirty, I'm going to bet this. But you know what? That kind of makes sense as long as it's the market that's moving. Down. And
1: and and the teaser like a lot of people are like it's at seven. If it goes to seven and a half, I'll tease it down to one and a half. Yes.
3: Now, Mackenzie, are you taking ownership of any of this? Yeah, I was. Right in that boat when we were playing that game in June, 8.3, way too high. Desmond Ritter's not that good. He was worse than Mariota last year, under. So, Mia culpa as well. Now, what, what's been your handy change? I've been listening to a lot of people talk about the Falcons, and the coach, Arthur Smith, has a history of making the most with a quarterback that doesn't do that much spectacular. Specifically, Ryan Tannehill had his best years being a point guard. Well, you think
2: Mariota would have been perfect for him.
3: Yeah, and he, he was much better than expected. This team was supposed to win four and a half games that. last year. They ended up winning seven. And what really kind of t- caught my eye was that their weighted DVOA was 18th, which was better than their overall DVOA. And I'm like, wait a minute. They started Ritter the last four games. He was terrible by all accounts. How are they better? Well, their defense, not to mention the off acquisitions, were actually tra- in the trajectory. I think you took me too serious and too much. Give me the last little bit of this analysis. They held their team... Uh, their opponents under their team total five out of their last six games. I think they're trend line on defense. defense. Yes,
2: and you still think it's a bad quarterback?
3: I think he's going to be he's going to be a very cons- he's not going to have to do that much. They're going to give it to Pitts Robinson in space, and he's not going to have to do that much. Just like Tannehill didn't have to do that much when he had success with Arthur Smith.
2: Okay, so if I remember right, because you guys have a different over, but you, you like did you like this too, Scott? Do I remember that, or was it was more focused on just the Saints?
0: No, I've always been on the Saints.
2: Okay. Mm -hmm. No, I know, yeah, no, I know you've been on the Saints, but I thought for some, okay, so this is a good segue because a big part of this over, quite frankly, a big part of the win total being so high, 8.8, is because of, well, Fez's batting, but no, (laughs) Um, it's because of the schedule. It is bad, and... It was the Saints that we were looking at their quarterback. So you guys on the over have the Saints.
0: Yes. And go. Fez mentioned that the Falcons have the second easiest schedule in the NFL. Only one team has an easier schedule, and that's the New Orleans Saints. This is a team that won seven games last year with Andy Dalton at quarterback. Derek Carr is an upgrade from Andy Dalton. They have Michael Thomas now healthy, so he will contribute. Well, there's big questions on that. No questions in the preseason. He's healthy and going to play.
2: Uh, how many uh, how many snaps did he play in the preseason? Did he play? Starters don't play. We know that. So he didn't even play in the preseason. He hasn't played for three years. <laughs> yeah. he did play some snaps in the preseason. I right. get
0: that. Uh, Jimmy Graham though, turning back the clock. If you want to talk about preseason success, you see that touchdown he grabbed. He had, he had
2: in the last preseason game. Was that before or after the heart attack?
1: Yeah, I'm just saying.
2: I hope Jimmy <laughs> Graham and Mike Thomas yeah. are not the team. Yeah, Jimmy Graham made the team. That actually is a problem. Then, you know, remember last year? Let me let you finish. I'll make mm-hmm. my point. Cut. Oh, do you need a sec?
0: No, no, no I'm looking up the depth chart to see if Jimmy Graham. Uh, yeah, didn't hear him get cut. He's on the team.
2: Well, they the, people thought it was a retirement thing when he came. Like he wanted to retire on the Saints. Michael Thomas, eight snaps in the preseason. How many catches? One catch. Oh, then, yeah, I think, back. I, I think the optimism yeah. is warranted. Yeah, that's 16 good.
3: yards, I like that average.
2: So, Mackenzie, did we uh, get that work done on the, the roster stuff, on the cuts and stuff? Or Yep. Okay, can you uh, bring that? All right, thank you. Now, we're going to have to update that because there will be some more signings. But you go ahead, Scott, and then I'll, I'll go from there.
0: Yeah, so this, to me, it's about the schedule. I look at the Saints' schedule this year, and we talk about how, how easy it is. And they have a legitimate chance— to start the season five and one, with the with the opponents that they play, we're talking about Tennessee, Carolina, Green Bay. They could lose at Green Bay. It's a tough game. We get that. Tampa Bay at New England at Houston. I'm only asking this team. I'm asking this team to win ten games. And looking at the schedule, looking at the talent that they have, I know that they're not going to be without Kamara for the first three games, but I think they've done a good job of preparing for life without Kamara by bringing in Jamal Williams, who had a tremendous season for Detroit last year. And to me, it's a lot about the quarterback. I think Derek Carr elevates this team beyond a set. Again, Andy Dalton won seven games last year with this roster. And Derek Carr is an upgrade over Andy Dalton. And I, How many I... games did Winston start? Last year, three, maybe. Mm-hmm. Okay. Winston started – he played in three games last year.
1: He only had 73 pass attempts.
0: Taysom Hill is still there, so you're still running. You can
2: still run the Wildcat with him. We saw how effective he's been. So let's get down to what really matters here. The schedule is super easy, Mm -hmm. but I think it's even easier than that. I I don't think you can quantify it as well as read the quarterbacks they're playing. Yep. So um, you got the schedule in front of you? Tannehill.
0: All right. Bryce Young. Okay. Jordan Love. Baker Mayfield, Mac Jones, CJ Stroud,
2: Trevor Lawrence. Let's stop. So we got what, six or seven games before? That's six games. All right. I mean, Fez. That's why I said five and one. Yeah. Is any of them even in the top half of the league? No. Uh, Yeah, I think think you're right. You
0: got a game against Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence, Lawrence. obviously, yes. At home, though, in the dome. Nice. Then you got Anthony Richardson, Justin Fields, Kirk Cousins, Desmond Ritter, Jared Goff, Bryce Young again, Daniel Jones. Who knows who's playing for L.A. at that point, if it's Matt Stafford or Stetson Bennett, Baker Mayfield or Kyle Trask at that point, and then Desmond Ritter at the end of the season.
2: So three quarterbacks are in the top half. And I think you can make the case only one are in the top dozen. Yeah. I mean, maybe top 10. Yeah, maybe top 10. I mean, if we just said top 10, I think it's clearly just one. Stafford being a big question mark. But but
0: again, week 16, we don't know if Stafford's going to be plus. Yeah, I mean,
2: this is, I mean, I I like this handicap. But the
1: the, the upgrade, I mean, heck, you you want a long shot? Carr could win the MVP,
2: 42 to 1. This Mm -hmm. team could win 11 games. I think it's the opposite. I think it's, you got a great defensive coach. But here's what I know about great defenses. It doesn't matter if you're great. If you go against a top-five quarterback, they're going to get their points. But if you go against a bad quarterback, those good defenses can stifle teams. I think it's going to be a lot. Of, if I could bet opponents' points, now I know the number would be low, because. but I think it would be even lower because you got a great schemer, a great defensive mm-hmm. coach, and you got limited quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. If you can take one thing away, they're usually done – and you know he can take one thing away. So I think I'm, I'm looking Saints under. And we know Carr's not known for winging the ball. Yep.
0: But we know that— uh,
2: Saints under uh, in game. Yeah,
0: in game. The total. It's not the win yeah, total. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, you, and we, you talked about it before, about them bringing in John Gruden as like a consultant to help Pete Carmichael work with Derek Carr.
2: Yeah, there's two ways to look at that. One, could uh-huh. can't your coaches install
1: the
4: offense? It's nice they got a cupcake schedule with Kamara out the first three games, also. That helps. They're favored in 14 games. Yep. Their biggest dog price is plus two and a half for the whole season.
2: So, Fez, how I think these guys, I personally, when I hear things, it's an impressive number, not surprised me. If you would have said how many are they favored, I would have never guessed that. Yeah. Um, My question is. It's very touchy, or it's very, like, I got a feel—what do they call it, the feels or whatever? Is when when you hear a team is favored in 20—or not 20, but uh, 11 games, or they're favored in two games, does it matter? No. I don't think it does. If you're a two-point favorite, you're going to win that game 55% of the time. Yeah. That's all that matters. But the theory is it's going to be fractional wins— Yeah. Is going to add them. I mean, directionally,
1: it makes sense if you're favored in all your games. Yeah. yeah. on average, you're going to. The the thing is, most teams that are favored in that many games are like laying six and halves, and they got a whole bunch of minus twos. If we look
2: at teams that are favored, you said 14? 14 out of 17. If you look at teams that are favored 14 times in a season, it'd be hard to do the math because 16 game seasons, for the most part, historically. So even 13 times in a 16 game season, their average record is going to be. Eleven wins, it's ten and, four, and a half, yeah. yeah. So, but the the fact that the wins here are what nine and a half, or I guess it's exactly nine, nine point four. Uh, I don't. That tells me things just felt. But the, th- the idea that they're not more than a dog than by two points, I don't even understand. They're, that they're two and a half point dogs at
4: Minnesota and at New England. So they're never a field goal dog. Never a field year. goal dog the whole year. How That's,
2: could their win total only be this then? It doesn't even make sense because they're not favored
4: by five very
1: often either. Like they've got a whole bunch of games like against Tennessee, Week One, where they're laying. Their average
2: line is minus one. That can't. That can't be. That can't be. They can't only be underdogs in two
3: games by two and a half. Point. I agree. They're I... one and a half point favorites versus the Colts. They're two and a half point favorites. They're one and a half point favorites versus the Falcons again. A do, lot me of some, do me a favor. Do me a favor.
2: Some. All the, the all the spreads. Their yeah. biggest
3: their biggest favorite spot is minus
4: five and a half hosting Tampa. Oh, you know what? Looking at this, McKenzie's right. It's but, gonna it's gonna be minus one
1: because there's no there's they're never favored by more than by that more is. Than four. I would have made a major bet. You're. I think you might be right. They're I, basically I, playing. They 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 point seventeen pick of
2: games. <laughs> This is crazy. I'm, that in the history of the NFL, the, this, is, this is this never going to happen. I would have made a major bet that that, that there's no way because
1: they're never home. Apparently, they're never home against Arizona, and they're never at Kansas City. I have a feeling the Saints
0: are going to go seventeen and zero on the teaser this year.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I
0: think they're going to tie
2: I'm gonna, Saints to have a tie. <laughs> I'm going to quickly read the, their their spreads: minus three and a half, plus two, or I'm sorry, plus one, plus one, minus five and a half, plus three. So they're well, I, I, we can. Uh, uh okay, yeah. Um plus three minus three, all right? Plus one, minus one and a half, minus two and a half, plus two and a half, minus one and a half, plus one. So the, it seems like these this is from May?
3: Yeah, I adjusted just, just those. Yeah, so it Bay seems line.
2: like things have moved like two points in general, because I'm seeing their underdogs like seven times here. Here's the lines from uh No, I believe yeah, let me see. Uh Oh, okay, so this came out what about two weeks ago? Yep. These. Okay, so look.
1: Yeah, and me- they're catching one like four times yeah, on, the, so, on the summer lines.
2: Now this is the new one: minus three, minus one, plus one, minus five and a half, plus two and a half, minus three, minus one, minus five and a half, or minus one and a half. Sorry, minus two and a half, plus two and a half, minus one, minus one, minus three and a half, minus two and a half, minus one, minus one and a half, minus two and a half. That's crazy. It really is, huh? All right. Now does that become like strength? I guess it speaks to the defense too. Under, I bet their average total might be like forty-two this year. Here we go, forty-one. Oh, no. oh they got, only, oh, only okay. for a week one. <laughs> for, but it's forty-one, right? Forty-one, yeah. All right, all right. So we got one division. Le- Any closing thoughts? Hmm. So you guys have over Saints, and with Fez un- in McKenzie under Carolina, you had over Atlanta. Yes. And under Atlanta. Yes. <laughs> Late minus one forty in each direction. We got one division left. It's the West. Let's start with Fez and McKenzie. Mackenzie, are you signing on to an under San Fran? That's what Fez been doing that the whole offseason. We're going to diversify here oh ah, like, over 49ers
1: no okay. we 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 stayed off the nice because I didn't want to come to come to unhappy blows with mackenzie nine if it did i
2: would lose saying you'd be unhappy
1: yes um arizona under what, what's their market
3: four right now 3.9 yeah four it's four and a half minus 150 so four
2: now listen i can start your handicap all right they have the lowest win total in the nfl so we're going under What's changed? What's changed? <laughs> Everything has changed.
1: They had one quarterback, Colt McCoy. The one quarterback, you knew his name. Oh, he's very capable.
2: He took, took, took me for a ton so of you money. Think, you think they, they said, we, let's get rid of our best quarterback. Every, yes. I, that's
1: exactly what I think they did. Absolutely. I can tell you this. If there was like one thorn in my side in these football contests, every time Kyler Murray was out and Colt McCoy got named in, I would take the the three-point line move and i just get, Destroyed. I was never in the game because they Arizona would win outright with McCoy at quarterback. and certainly cover. Um, That's a hell of a
2: handicap right there. Well,
1: it is. A, I mean, it, it is intense. This I team mean, doesn't care. So who's so going to be do, the?
2: So you do believe they're tank. They're purposely
1: trying to lose. Why would you get rid of one of the best backup quarterbacks in the league to well, go the, with Dobbs? Do you
2: think May? See, this is what I was saying. Scott does when you, when someone who knows so much more than you does something, you think they're wrong. But he's Can got
1: I, a documented history, McCoy, of being but, able to play in the, the NFL. He's
2: thirty-seven years old.
1: RJ, they're starting a guy they just traded for last
4: week. He's I, their Week One starter. I think there's a trend of things here. And by the way, this is our best bet too: is the under the Cardinals. No way, oh, shocker!
2: Yes. Yes. No way. The lowest win I stole your pick <laughs> again, H. but. But there
4: there's like a, a group of things that I'm not going to say it's tanking, but if it's not, it, it sure feels like it. Remember, they, they traded back in the draft this year. They released Hopkins, and they released him before June 1, so all the dead cap money was on this season, not spread out. And then they trade Isaiah Simmons uh, for a seventh-round pick, a top-ten pick. They trade for a seventh, a guy that was playing for them. He, he was, well, Trey Lance was a top-three pick. Right, but this was guy. a guy who was playing every snap for them, RJ. You,
1: t- you talk about the chemistry of the team. So we talk about the Washington ranking at the bottom of the NFL under the old ownership. Mm-hmm. Well, guess who else ranked on the very bottom? The Arizona Cardinals in terms of food service, uh, um, nutrition, weight room conditions. Just just across the board, this is a place nobody wants to play, with, play I've for never, right now.
2: I've never heard that handicap before. The, 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 the lunches aren't good.
1: The lunches are bad in Arizona, and the team does not. It, it, they are not motivated to win at all. I heard they had bologna sandwiches that were room temperature. Well, well I, I just, I just With mayo. I just they bet this team. They don't keep their
0: uncrustables in the freezer. Grade me on
1: this. I just bet Arizona have the worst record in the NFL. Yeah, plus two fifty. I think it's a great
4: wager. That's right. a fantastic. And bet. I think the, the the Colt McCoy thing, it's it's not indefensible to say Josh Dobbs or Clayton Toon might be better than Colt McCoy. It is indefensible to give Colt McCoy all the first team reps all summer long. And then cut him after the last preseason. Well, maybe game. maybe they
2: figured out he was, he he got old. I guess that's possible. Here's what I would say. Can we agree? Who's made the best trade in the last five years in the NFL? McKenzie goes Dallas Cowboys. Trailing. <laughs> <laughs> Seattle Seahawks. I would make the case. Mm. No, it's a good one. Though. He, they were almost forced to make it. Wasn't what they got back. It was that they got rid of him. Right. Yeah. I would make the following case that getting that pick from Houston, next year's number mm-hmm. one, is one of the best trades I've oh, ever God, seen. Oh, God,
1: yes, because you're going to get
2: the USC quarterback. I mean, or, I mean, it's just, it's a good draft. Well, that you their have,
1: own pick is going to be it, Caleb
0: Williams' number one overall, and then it, the Texans' pick will be a nice player. They'll get at yeah. five. Or they trade, you <laughs> oh, yeah. know, because and,
2: and yeah. if, if there's two quarterbacks or three, or there's two that's really respected, right? There's USC Williams, and who's the other Trick me Yeah, that's I hear So I think, and I remember this— if I'm not mistaken, the GM is from New England, at least the New England family. Uh,
0: Tennessee, he came from and New England, yeah. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: So I think that this is a scenario very similar to what I had to squay J on with Houston. He couldn't believe what that dude's name, the quarterback? He got drafted like fifth round or Davis Mills? Yeah. He didn't understand why they were starting Davis Mills. I said, they know the rebuilding. They think there's a small chance that Davis Mills, that he was worth a draft choice. Let's see what we got. Lottery ticket. Let's see. Exactly. Scratch and it And you off. know what? If we lose, well, you know, it helps us in this regard, mm. and we know. Well, I would make the case Mills right now is worth, I don't know, is he worth a fourth or fifth round? I mean, I think what I'm saying is Better than they trailer. found out he's a decent backup. Yeah. And
4: Teams were calling the Texans uh, Is about that what Davis you heard? Mills, oh, like, okay. But in the Texans want at least a third, fourth round huh. pick. And there you go. I don't think they've gotten it yet.
2: And they got two years of starter and backup at a very discounted price. So, I think in general, what, what is Colt McCoy ever going to show you mm-hmm. that he'll be a quarter? What's the so in a way you've got to roll the dice now. Mm. My, maybe take a higher draft choice and pick a quarterback in the second round or free or third round and say, hey, let's take a shot. I'm not sure. You're saying the guy they're starting they traded for? They traded, Josh, Dobbs. Josh Dobbs, yeah, they traded for him two weeks ago. But I, he's going to be. He, I'm guessing he's going to be a spot or a uh, stopgap, and they got a younger quarterback. Where is he from? Houston,
0: Houston. Yeah.
2: Okay, so, it, but they just don't think he's ready.
0: I guess not, because so Dobbs, Dobbs said yeah. he, he was quoted yesterday is he's expecting to so, start. So before.
1: Washington's supposed to win six and a half games. I don't mm.
2: think I've ever seen this before. They're laying seven. They're laying seven against this team. Now, that's wild. Now, let's think about this. So we know each game is two points on the season, right? Yeah. Two points of win total. So what we think the line should be, so we're saying it's 2.3 games. So it's about four and a half points. And where's the game at? Washington's home. All right. So one and a half. I think it should be.
1: One even. It should be six.
2: Yeah. What are you saying it is? One for home field for Washington. Okay, so five and a half for state. What's the line? Seven point one. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. But again, I think uprooting their— How much did it change with the quarterback news? The Col- it it was six and went to seven. Yeah. So it was really exactly what the win total said. Uh, yeah. Okay. Right. Because yeah. it's yeah. So that's interesting. But I,
1: I mean, it's just I, I I just I I've never seen anything where where a bottom five where, where where I have Washington a bottom five team. I got Washington the fourth worst team in the NFL. And they're going to be laying seven and a half. It's so going to go fourth, up.
4: The fourth worst team in the NFL. You press the button on us
2: on their under. Well, because he th- well, that's the beauty of it, right? The best team in the league can be overrated or underrated, oh. and so can the worst. Yeah. Oh, okay. Hmm. He, yeah. But, but I mean, Dude, uh, he'll
4: play the. I only have he'll
2: play Washington. I, I, I have a, I have more
1: parody in my NFL rankings. And typically, <laughs> the best team is like a six and a half. I only have Kansas City with their with their holdout or their 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 edge rusher at five. He's so
2: a, yeah. Chris turnover. He's an inside rusher. Not <laughs> uh, oh you're right. <laughs> That's a good point. Qu- quick Sorry. question though. We've got uh, San Francisco with a big holdout or hold in. We got KC. It feels like the KC situation is worse. Yes. W- is that your sense?
0: Yes. Because because t- he's he's put it out publicly that he's he, he doesn't care about the fines. He's got enough money. He said that he'll hold out till week eight. Meanwhile, he's been saving up. Meanwhile, the Bosa situation is they might get a deal done like in the next couple of days. Like, he's they're saying he's, I, I he's playing Bosa's, week one.
2: I think Bosa shouldn't worry about himself. I think he should worry about the future D linemen and stay out the whole year. <laughs> and his brother can just give him money. Yeah. Well, yeah, he can hang out the house. Hey, honey, he's going to be staying a while. You know, like that. <laughs> we did some work last year that was shockingly prescient, I think. And it was this at cut time, how many players does a team pick up? How many players do they get signed away? Not away, but signed that they cut. Or, the, or is it cut, Mackenzie, or is it you can be on the practice squad? So it's not qu- cut necessarily. You
3: get cut, then you get put on waivers if you clear oh, okay, waivers. Okay, good, good,
2: good, yeah. good distinction, good distinction. Um, now, this is in uh, process, right? Now, McKenzie, I got another thing I want to add to it. I want any trades that were made for fifth-rounders or worse. <laughs> no, no, I'm being serious, yeah. that Count that as a pickup. Because what happens is, because if you're a good team, let's say you're going to be number mm-hmm. 22 picking, or you were a good team last year. If you want someone, you're going to give them a seventh-rounder for him because it's, he's not going to get through waivers.
0: Yeah, so Mackenzie and I did this before the show. We were, we were going over the Delta mm-hmm. because the, 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 the theory is the better teams – have it players. about depth. It's about depth. Yes, the better yeah. teams have players that are picked up elsewhere, mm-hmm. and they're not picking anybody up because they're they're good with their roster. Exactly, exactly. So it's, you look at the teams that have that high. This level. is like
2: someone explaining the light bulb to Addison.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Just tell me this candle stays on?
2: I mean, I invented this. I the invent- reason we use tungsten, RJ, is because— How many handicappers does it take to— <laughs> That's pretty good. Now, but I agree with you, but I, wouldn't you agree in your version of it is if someone gets traded—like, Trey Lance was going to— that one, he wasn't going to get caught, but still, it's like, we didn't want him. Let's get—why do you trade someone for a seventh rounder late? Mm-hmm. Probably because they're not going to make the team, yep. right? So maybe we only keep it—you know what? Keep it six and seventh rounders, maybe. Let's see what—look at this year and see. But there was, there's been, like, Steelers have traded two linemen in the last week. Which tells me the Steelers are loaded mm-hmm. at line because they had a big problem at line not that long ago. You know who was the big surprise? Last, you have last year's, McKenzie? You know who was the monster surprise? The Jets were, like, so positive. They had, like, six people picked up. Go look at them this year. It was 2-0, but, but I was—yeah, I, right? Mm-hmm. But last year, I was like, Jets are going to be better than we think. And they were. And they were. I mean, remember that, McKenzie? Went over despite no quarterback. Yeah, they, play. Led, they led the
3: league in pickups, six players. And was that, was that, you got it in front of you? Uh, no, I'm pulling it up.
2: Yeah. So. Seems like this GM knows what he's doing. Yeah, well, I'm thinking I know what I'm doing by coming up
3: with this metric.
2: <laughs> but, Faz, this makes sense to you, right? It, oh, certainly. But yeah. I, you I, got better players than you can keep. Yeah. I don't think it tells you much about how good a good team is. I think it tells you how deep bad. they are. Oh. Because, yeah. the, and how bad you are. So, like this year. The biggest uh, number of pickups, the Arizona Cardinals have picked up six players. No one else has picked up more than three. I'm guessing youth movement also for Arizona. Yeah, I mean Carolina's picked up three, and they they're minus three. They have no. Oh, they've had um after have signed players after having become. Boy, you could have yeah,
3: you should have had inflow outflow maybe, right? That's funny. I thought about how, what how to phrase that for 10 minutes. Inflow outflow would have been much better.
2: Um but Carolina lost or or they had uh, they brought in three players and no one's been signed from anyone they cut. So th- that's a team that's supposed to be around 500. I mean, that doesn't look good. Um
4: Now, remember the Cardinals did like I mentioned Simmons and their lineman Josh Jones that they traded for those low
2: picks, low late round picks, which aren't even included on this. Right. Mhm yeah so I've been thinking, how do you define depth how do you how do you quantify depth because we know injuries. I was just reading in a typical season, a team goes down two points per team, their power rating but because of injuries, so
1: everybody gets worse.
2: yeah, if you would have been an average team to start and had no injuries, you're gonna be like a top ten team. you know you're gonna go from like seventeen sixteen seventeen to like eight or nine. yeah, it makes sense. But almost everyone gets injured. But yeah. if you look at the surprise teams every year, they're almost always the least injured team. Yes. D- d- do you have a good g- – anyone have a good games lost man games lost or anything from last year that they reference a lot? Who does that adjusted games loss? I, I don't well, know who does that. Well, Football Outsiders used to do one. And then man uh, – but I like people that try to judge how good the players are. Yeah. You can't act like a quarterback. Because obviously they
1: – you know, when
4: – Lost you, in, uh, yeah. in 2022 Denver. Yeah, Denver was number one. Rams were number two.
2: But I'm saying, all right, so those are two hugely disappointing teams, right? Yep. Well, flip it. Give me the two or three best or least injured. And these are, I'm predicting strongly going to be Steelers. Well, no. Steelers, had, they were injured a good bit last year. Not their O line. Let's see. You got it, anyone? No, because football, football out is down. Going. Yeah. Okay. Um,. All right, so we'll see if we can get that before the end of the show. The least were Steelers, Jaguars, Chiefs, and Eagles. Steelers were the least? That's not good for this year. All right, so say it one more time. Jaguars, Eagles?
0: Steelers, Jags,
2: Chiefs, and Eagles. All went over their win total, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you can't predict that, but what you can do is look at last year, compare, assume average this year. That's the best you can ever do. Yeah. Though I would well,
1: say... Well, you, well if you're going to... Go ahead. No, I'm, there are some teams like San Francisco... That I heard a stat that over the past ten years, separating the offense and the defense, all right, every single year, both the offense and the defense had more injuries than average. It's like a, it's like impossible. It's like a thousand to one.
2: So some of that might be, do you play? how hard do you practice? Yeah. Now, some people think practicing helps you not get injured. I don't know. Um, the one exception I was going to bring up was, if you look at who was the head of the training staff for the Rams. After they won the Super Bowl, that person got hired away. And I'm thinking it was Minnesota. I can't remember. Mm. Mackenzie, maybe look that up. Um, so the Rams were the like top five and least injured for year after year after year. Then they lose their trainer. And they were one of the top injured. So that seems like something to follow. Now,
1: right? What is interesting, having watched that quarterback with Cousins, mm-hmm. they literally are like, he's got his own guy. But, but like the,
2: the, the it seems like they were on it. Oh, God, yes.
3: Yeah, Tyler Williams was his name. He was hired by the Vikings, correct? And, we're, and the Vikings were wearing the man-games-loss, or, or
2: the one you guys used. Because that seems like something that actually helps these guys with their over with yeah, Minnesota. Yeah, it does.
3: Very uninjured team just by this this graphic here
2: yeah all right, so that's interesting. I yeah. don't know if there's any other correlations, but um you would say well the Rams finally turned around it's like yeah, but they this oh, guy we're a copycat league shouldn't everybody else be like doing what they're doing but i I think there are things here's the thing I've learned about and AJ maybe can speak to this because being around the UFC and around that kind of fighting. Is when you're doing something that isn't widely done, like the NFL, at that level, there's only the NFL that's doing what they're doing. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of secrets. There's a lot of like this one guy, because there's no classes on how to be an NFL trainer. There's classes how to be a trainer At low normal levels, right, but at this high, rarefied air, you get a lot of. T- Remember the move, or you, you know, Nike started because a guy was fiddling with his shoes, right, mm-hmm. and because he was a track coach or something in Oregon or somehow. So, it was like no one else was doing it at the time, so he kind of was in his tinkering and he did something wild and they made a company from it. I think it's that they're doing stuff that they just stumbled on. Well, the things they were doing to Cousins, he was, like, yelling in pain, you know, as they were like, oh, look like torture sessions. That is wild, though, the idea that it was the ba- one of the best, one of the best, one of the best. Mm-hmm. He changes. That team goes in the tank. How much is he getting paid, do you think? Mm-hmm. If it's a million bucks a year, it'd be a steal. I bet he's not not getting paid close to No, that's what I'm thinking, yeah. 300K.
1: Uh,
0: So Fez actually referenced uh, some of this survey. So the NFLPA released a survey. They polled over 1,300 current NFL players asking them to rank Key elements, the elements that they ranked were treatment of the families, nutrition, weight room, strength staff, training room, training staff, locker room and travel. So Fez mentioned like nutrition and whatnot, but as training staffs, the highest graded training staffs, according to this survey, Panthers, Texans, Colts, Rams, Dolphins, Vikings, Giants and Eagles Hmm. and strength staff. Uh, the highest ones were Rams, Dolphins, Vikings, Eagles, Bills, Browns, Cowboys, Raiders, and Commanders. All those got A pluses.
1: Now there might be a slight bias because winning teams would be more likely
2: to like respond positively to s- surveys. I think in general. Yeah, I think it's. A, I think what you could. Correlate that to is how the cheapness reputation. Yes, of I mean this is a place there's no cap, and some places people are going to spend a button. You know, like Google used to get, or I think they still do, kind of give away free, uh, you know, mocha coffees like or eight bucks or whatever mm-hmm. because for them it's nothing, and people care. You know, yeah, All
0: the right. Chiefs were voted as the worst training staff. D minus, Commander's second I think
2: worst. the Chargers should have got that. Yeah. Chargers were third worst.
4: Tyrod Taylor. <laughs> All
2: right. All right. I've got 12 minutes of energy left, so let's go. What, what's it? Who else? Who's got we, picks we, got we both one more, over to do. One, one more. You're one over. Fast.
1: Okay. I didn't really like anybody over, so I deferred to McKenzie on this. We went with Seattle over. And uh, for me, this is just a matter. I don't like anybody else in the division. So by definition – you know, we talk about, like, correlations and, like, if, if you're looking under on all the other teams. Uh, hold on a
2: second, Fez. 8.6 was where this opened. It was at 8.8 8 in May. It's now 8.9. My- so you're saying you don't like Seattle over. Like, I'm, I'm s- confused why you don't like Seattle over. Just because I'm,
1: I'm getting to the, to, to, to the pick so late. I have to play over 8.9 now. But,
2: but, Fez, it was 8.8 8 in May. It's like it's been the same number pretty much, right? It's not like it's up in any way that it. it I, I, oh, I guess I opened eight point six.
1: I thought it was at nine now, so. Well, it's eight point nine. Yeah, it opened eight
2: six. So. Uh,
1: yeah, it's hardly moving. I just see them going nine and eight. You know, I see. I see
2: this as a oh, nine then, and eighteen. Then why are you holding back some of that bet on Seattle? You're only giving me three nickels on it. Give me another five hundred. I you... didn't bet it. It's a, it's a, the five to one. That's. I yeah. Mean, I mean,
1: I, 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 I gave you everything I
2: bet. Oh, I thought you were holding some back. Uh, no. All right. All right. Oh, so that's why you're against Seattle because you're not in on it.
1: I would have liked to have gotten a much bigger, I tried, piece of the plus 500. No, no doubt about it. Mackenzie, take the lead on this. This is your pick.
3: I mean, I agree. It's a process of elimination. I don't want to pick the 49ers because, you know, that would be difficult for me to, to protect without looking ridiculous. And And I don't think the Rams are very good, and we already like the Cardinals under. You don't
1: think the Rams will be good over the course of the season.
3: Right. Yeah. But I would say this. The offense is more sticky than defense, and the Seahawks were just like the Lions had a problem on defense and were very consistent offensively, uh, top 10 in scoring, number 12 in offensive defense right, right, right. et cetera. I, I don't understand it. I think I think it's
2: been a dream offseason for Seattle. They, I, their draft, and again, I'm not one to the rate drafts, but the fact that they had a the fit it was equity. it was a fifth pick and the 20th pick. but by all accounts, the value was there with uh, you know now a third receiver. With what? Jackson Smith and Jigba, Yeah. And it should be good. Yeah, I mean, the receiving course should be great. They're I, saying
0: that he's, he should be okay for the, the season opener. He's dealing with he the wrist injury.
2: I think that if you look at Seattle fall-off last year, that's the one thing that could cause you pause. I would make the following case. When teams went to Germany, there was only those two, the, Tampa and them, they looked horrible after for the whole rest of the season, really. Mm-hmm. I think that Germany trip took a lot out of people. I'd be looking at this issue. I think New England— plays I can't remember who they play, but they're there. You
1: you would think that Geno Smith see, I think Geno Smith will still be, you know, perfectly capable, but I don't think he's gonna be quite as good as last year. Maybe with the better receiving with the receivers. I think he's
2: gonna be just as good. I think if you look at the whole year, he's gonna be better. Really? Just because remember, he hasn't had a chance mm. since like eight years ago. Or remember he started three games with that mallet hand that that um Russell mm. had he looked he almost beat Pittsburgh on Sunday night. Mm-hmm. He didn't look bad. What I'm saying is it feels like this is like a year two for he's like the Geno number two this is his year two. I think he's he's matured. You know he didn't take it for granted this offseason. Mm-hmm. I, I just I, I feel good and about it. And his
3: contract it. is very incentive.
2: Yeah, yeah, I like year. that. Yeah, it is. It is. And so and the thing that aren't isn't being discussed enough, the two tackles they took them both last year. They fell off hard at the end of the year because they hit the rookie wall. Mm-hmm. I think in year two you're going to see some real growth. I think that the, the the defense was a problem, but now they got maybe the best cornerback combo in the league. Or wh- let's wait for the rookie to do something. But pedigree wise, elite because their guy last year was a rookie was what third in rookie defensive player of the year. Was he starts with the now I can't remember his name. Uh, their cornerback. You got that, AJ? Uh, that was Tariq Woolen. AJ?
4: No, I don't have that.
2: Oh, what are you working That's on what that? I'm looking for. Oh. Tariq Woolen. All right, yeah, all right, Woolen. Yeah, that sounds like a now, Woolen, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I, I guess what I'm saying is I thought, the reason I liked this mostly was San Francisco I thought was vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's been a big drop in their win total. That went from uh, 11-3. Well, actually, that's not that far now. It's because Purdy came yeah, back. Yeah, ticked up with Purdy. So, so they got good news with Purdy, and so yeah, but the the low point was ten seven. It's only ten yes. nine. You know what's funny? You hear these reports, and it's like there was one number that they got twelve, then they got bad. Yeah, there's they all these the half games that feel like they have to add up to more than like point yeah. four games. You know, I I don't like the fact that, well, I love the fact
1: that they get they get their wins against Arizona. I really wish they weren't playing the Rams week one. You know, I want to play the Rams at the end of the year. And so they play the Rams week one and then like week two. What 10. is it
2: about the Rams that were so afraid at the beginning of the year versus the end of the year? Because they're healthy. They're, fra- How, <laughs> but
1: they're, but they're fragile. They're fragile They're because they're they're much more fragile than Why? any other team because they've got like four good players and a bunch of scrubberinis. Yeah, but that but what I'm saying is most teams you're saying Scott that, doesn't think that that um, Stafford's gonna be starting for them by week twelve. Would that be a fair statement?
2: I wonder if Stafford's starting... How many games did Stafford start last
1: year? Nine. Nine, yeah. How'd they do in those games? They were three and six.
2: Yeah, I'm not afraid of Stafford.
1: I don't know mm-hmm. if Cooper Cup's going to be around, you know, come November.
2: W- wasn't he hurt, like, now? He's coming back. Yeah, yeah. But, he's, but what I'm saying, he's hurt. If Already, he, see? Yeah. I don't know. I don't. The not... market is betting the, the Rams week one. So
1: the market feels the Rams aren't going to be a team that's going to win seven games, but they like them early in the year.
2: The line they're at Seattle. The line's only four and a half. This is funny. The biggest drop I think any teams had in any week. The Rams went from seven point two on uh, May second to six point five the next week. Seven tenths of a win. Damn. What was Right after
1: that? the well, I think it was just a bad opener, right?
2: No, the in, in, in March. Yeah. I no no no. This feels like there, was it was it the Ramsey trade? I don't know.
3: It's yeah, right after no. the draft. Uh, yeah, after the draft, it was 7.2, ticking down from the opener of 7.5. And then I guess it was just the market digesting. Well, first of so all, the
2: opener the was 7.6. True. According to your document. The Ramsey trade was March 15th. So
3: before any of these numbers opened. Yeah.
2: So, yeah, there was a sense of—I think what happened was they said, we're, we're shopping Ramsey. Mm-hmm. And that was a real right. leading indicator. Yes. Because that was interesting. Okay. All right. But it is interesting the Seattle division odds that were at a high of five to one and now are what plus two twenty? I didn't even I look. think someone just said that, yeah. right? Okay. So Could think, be of, think about that. Seattle opened up at eight point six and they're only eight point nine. So a team went from plus five five to one, five hundred, less than half that. Their win total only goes up three tenths because
1: all the other three division members had their their, yeah. their total go down yes. yeah so so thus we would like Seattle's season win number even more over if their if their division odds changed that much that clearly their their schedule got a lot easier
2: and you could make an that that actually makes the point even more. You would think all the down ticks for these other teams in the division would equate to about three tenths of a win for them, which means they didn't get upgraded at all. Which I actually think they're still underrated. So,
1: then. So, so even if Seattle didn't get upgraded, they still should have ticked up because of all the downgrades and of the other did. teams. And so, it,
2: but by just the, an amount. The see, you thus, think, thus we like Seattle over. Wow, well, you say I don't like any. I am. I, I well, am no, we picked it. Not involved in this pick. I have to be. I'm no, I deferred. being first. I deferred. I I'm I'm deferred. I deferred. I,
1: it's like South Carolina. Deferred to North Carolina. You're Collective like, I, IQ. We got there.
2: Remember when Richard Simmons got kidnapped? No. <laughs> I mean, it was like somehow he was in a, uh, an outer care something. It was like and by the, his, his maid or Yeah, or it or was yeah. crazy. We're holding him hostage. Did he ever get out? I don't know. I didn't know he was alive still. I don't know if he is on it. Listen, when you have that kind of cardio development, you, you live a long <laughs> yeah. time. Tell
1: that to the Jim Fix, thing, or the the, 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 the the runner that dropped dead at 50, in his 50s.
2: Well, he was doing math, Was he? No, I don't know. I don't know. It was a joke. <laughs> it was an ironic joke that was obviously mm-hmm. a joke. All right, let's move on. What do uh, you guys got?
0: We're going with the Rams over. Uh, and, RJ, I think you would endorse this because when we did our old under season other way. win that <laughs> no. you selected— the Rams as one of your overs, uh-huh. so I think you'd be on board here.
2: I I'm, I don't know. I'm starting to wonder. Uh, they look so bad in the preseason. Forty-one
1: nothing. I don't know if I have well like seen that the last week.
0: Like Fez says, we we like the fact that they get to play Arizona twice, uh-huh. and with a win total of six and a half, now we're we're only looking that for is, five more wins. We need you go? Five and ten.
2: <laughs> yeah. There's only ten point three wins between the Rams and the Cardinals. Yeah. But now you guys got to get two, yeah, a tie,
0: yeah. And so now I think that we're only looking for five wins. Uh, they do have the benefit of playing uh, a couple of you know young quarterbacks and Sam Howell and Anthony Richardson, oh, that, and Jordan
2: Love that this can't year. Be the
4: handicap.
2: What is the handicap?
4: My handicap's on the the offensive line, and you mentioned Matt Stafford wasn't scary last year. This offensive line set the record for most adjusted games lost, seventy-one. The previous record was 57.1 so they blew it away and that stat goes back to 2001 so the worst offensive line injury since 2001 four of their five starters on the o-line missed at least four games three of them missed over half the season there's a reason why matt stafford wasn't comfortable back there they, they didn't have anybody protecting him maybe
2: because matt stafford in 90 percent of his career has been losing losing and losing
4: he has but he's been healthy for 90% of his career until last year. And I thought he's been
2: playing hurt. Well, I think he was tough. He, I mean, as the years went by, he got more hurt in Detroit. But he's always been tough. I give him credit. I'm sorry. But I, I just think, you know, when you look at all the
4: games that they lost last year, Cup missing eight games, Donald missing six games, Stafford missing nine, and then they, the drop-off was to, like, Bryce Perkins and John Wolford getting starts,
2: and they still, they, they still won six games. Like, how does that happen? So remember, they entered the year as like the fifth favorite to win the Super. Bowl, right? I think they and only won. Five. I think they wrong. only won five. Oh, you're right.
4: They did only win five, but everything went wrong for them. Like I said, from a health standpoint, I think
2: I get it, used I, to it. It's going to happen again. Well, well I, okay. I like I like their I like the over a little bit. Here's why. There was a choice. The coach could have went to Thursday yeah. night and and her, and, and it, uh, announcer and he would have made as much if not more money. He coming back now is saying I embrace. The rebuild. And McVeigh, let's give him credit, is, I mean, he's always seemed kind of like a dilettante. To me, if you're like under 40 and you're talking about retirement, it's like you don't like what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Like, you ever hear Belichick talk about retirement? No, he's a coach. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe McVeigh's grandfather died. You might say, he's an adult. What are you talking about? But his grandfather was John, I think it's John McVeigh, who was the he was called the, I think he was called the architect by Bill Walsh, who many believe is was the brightest mind ever to be a great football mind. And um, Lombardi was telling a story that, uh, you know, because he knew McVeigh, this older McVeigh, and he went to his house once he was in, I think he was in San Francisco. So went to his house. Remember, Lombardi was in San Francisco for like six or eight years uh, with Walsh in that era. And, um, he walked in McVeigh's house, or uh, in McVeigh's house, he only had one picture up, like one commemorative old-timer, and it was Bill Walsh and him, like arms around each other, and it was signed to the architect, Bill w- and mm. Bill Walsh signed it. So, he was a great football mind, and you could see the idea that if you were close to him, because obviously McVeigh, the younger, loved football, his grandfather's a you know legend in it, whatever— and now he dies, and maybe he came started thinking, maybe I love this game more than I thought. I don't want to not. And then there's a recommitment. There's a sense of because he was almost going to leave last year before the season. So if you're going to leave like John Madden style, like you get your Super Bowl and then you're done, because you you just it's too much. You, it, it's almost like you are so driven, it eats you up inside. Right? That's that's what Madden said. He felt it felt like McVeigh was one of those. Recommit and it means something, I think. So that's the thing that makes me optimistic. They probably felt his ambivalence last year, and the whole team was ambivalent. But did you notice? When did he perk up? I McVeigh mean, perked up as soon as everyone was hurt. And then when, remember, Sam Darnold comes with, like, 30, 30 hours notice. Baker Mayfield. Well, oh, Baker I'm Mayfield. sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of merged those guys. And, <laughs> and Baker Mayfield. And they almost, did they, they win or so almost energized. win? They won, right? They won. They night. beat the Raiders. Yeah. So if you think about that, he likes being an underdog. Mm-hmm. And I heard, I heard that they really, I mean, they brought in, like, 60 young. This is the youngest team in the mm-hmm. NFL right now. I have a feeling they're going to trend up in some. Let's just say this. If they stay healthy. With those big boys, they're going to be a lot better come week fourteen because they got a lot of youth. Now listen, they lose Stafford. Who knows, right? Big if, yeah. But they might. They like that quarterback, right? The what, Stetson we, Bennett. Bennett. Yeah, they, He's a winner. I mean, that's, I mean, listen, McVay knows his stuff. I I gained respect for McVay coming back this mm-hmm. year. I really did, actually. So, so I would lean over. You lean under, fast. I do. Is that what you do? Just look at the worst? what? What bad team do you think is going to go over? Washington. I don't know if six three is bad, but okay. Uh, they're bad. You're right. That's tied for the yeah. I right, who else? It, you've be, Green I, Bay is going to go over. Tennessee is going to go over. Wait, first of all, Green Bay has almost eight wins. That's not a bad team. Uh, that's I know. <laughs> you know what I think? I think you've become more of a follower. I think that there's so much going on with batting. There's so many people batting that you're like, you figure if I can just have veto, I can, it feels like you catch wind of things. You're always like a week late with it, it feels like. I mean, not well, all- that's because we only meet once a week.
1: Yeah, but so, <laughs> so three <it>
2: so <laughs> and three and a half days late <laughs> a lot of times. Yeah, statistically, <laughs> right? you're right. But what, I guess what I'm saying is, do you feel like maybe that's the case? I mean, I'm just trying to do some self analysis here. Like, do you feel like you have a need to have opinions that you really shouldn't have? I'm no. I feel like I'm the most profitable when
1: I'm when I'm on top of something that's going on and mm-hmm. I'm getting at it. Like you said, not a week late, but when, as it's transpiring. And we we spoke about several of the things like the the whole Iowa situation with their quarterback and they but the the team wants to score twenty five points per game first half versus sec, second half stuff like that I feel like that's where I'm uniquely not I'm not uniquely qualified but I'm 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 in on well, what's going you're, you're on you're world class at
2: it let's just say that yeah. here's the thing the last thing I would want to do is book Fez with stay like numbers that were even ten minutes behind so I can promise you that. The thing I think that biases me against it, because I'm trying to figure out why I don't like it so much and why you win so much. Because <laughs> in theory, I should like winning. And I think what it is is that you are able to do it for some reason that I don't understand, meaning I couldn't do it. Like, Imagine if you went to college and you, every night you partied, you'd get a bad grade the next day. Yeah. If you saw someone partying all the time, you'd think, that guy's not doing well. But imagine if they were getting good grades. Like, they can do it differently, right? Well, you're a detailed thinker that you
1: like to analyze everything, and a lot of what I do— it's like playing spe- – like, live betting in many ways is like playing speed chess. You don't need to, like, be able to checkmate with a king, a knight, and a bishop, you know, as much as to, like you, – just – got to be able I, to see – pat you, you have to have memorized it. You can't
4: figure it out over the board. There's also, no time. I also think, RJ, like, of all people, like, the way you do it is – I can't imagine doing. We've talked about this before. Like, I'll say – In what way? Like, you hardly watch
2: football. Like, no, that's true. Yeah, I, I, I mean – I don't let – I don't think – to me, it's interesting – because Billy Walters has been making the rounds with interviews, and I've watched some of them, and I'm going to watch all of them soon enough, is he said, I believe that you should have—if you are—you know, he's talking as a group guy, right? Not individual. But he's like, we have someone watching every play of every game. I think that's awesome. Like, if somehow I could own PFF or have, like, some special access to PFF and get any report I wanted, I would be getting those reports a lot. Yeah, as an example, Notre Dame, Navy,
1: everyone's like, oh, you know, Notre Dame, but true, on offense they look great. They're, they had a blown coverage, a Navy guy was open by 30 yards. It's a touchdown what AJ 70% of the time it, yeah and and I mean the guy's wide open by 25 yards and the Navy quarterback throws like a girl so they well, it's you know, the Navy guy not being accurate is not a shocker he's open
2: by 25 yards couldn't hit him I think if you watch every if you had someone watching every game I think in the NFL it's not that hard meaning yeah. if you had two partners, and maybe you didn't even partner on bets, but you partnered on giving each other report. What you would have to do is have a, a, um, a unify or a consistent format of reporting. It would be grade this, grade that. How many pluses, how many minuses? It had to be it had to be consistent. But if you could get if, Fez, if you could have five games a week you were responsible for, and two people you trusted to doing five and five, then all of a sudden you got fifteen reports, five from you, ten from others. I think that's very valuable. Yeah, by, by example, you know, we haven't seen any NFL
1: games, and A.J. And, and Sky are doing the college, but, like, Ohio is playing San Diego State, and Ohio's kicking their ass. Ohio's way better than San Diego State. Ohio's quarterback gets hurt, they get unlucky, they wind up losing, but I mean, even though San Diego State wins in covers, you've got to downgrade them. You guys agree with that, right? Mm-hmm. And and there's every college game literally this past week was that way, whereas Jacksonville State, UTEP completely outplayed him. It was a close to a pick'em game, but Jacksonville State won. So if you look at the final score, you're like, oh, Jacksonville State, nice win. No, UTEP just gave the game game away. That's oh, I don't want to bet on Jacksonville State. And so if you watch every game, having that in your back pocket, like little the little notes, like you said, RJ, and it doesn't have to be you, someone could do it for you. But if you do it yourself, I think obviously Then if you have to make quick
2: decisions, you know. It's it's hard to do that. It's hard to run out of time. There's not enough hours in Mm -hmm. the day. Mm -hmm. So I guess what I'm saying is this. The thing that I think you are smart enough to know, but most people in your spot wouldn't know, maybe, is how much of an advantage it is that you're getting a good number every time you bet. Because if you're going to be firing with, let's say, two-thirds of the story, but you figure the time it takes to wait for the other third – I'm losing more than I'm. Then, if I fire now, with you know exactly. If yeah. the lines
1: five, take your time. If the line in the first half is like thirteen and a half to fourteen, and you, and and you're going to lose that fourteen on that first half, you can't lose a fourteen on the first half. You have to bet.
2: Yeah, and and because you're getting the good numbers, I think it makes up for a lot of the uncertainty that's built into the way you bet. If you, but it'd be interesting if you were only going to bet three bets a week. Yeah, you. I think you would go about it very differently. I, oh, I agree. But most people, most people, the best thing they could do, the best advice I could give, ninety percent of bettors is bet less games and bet less money. And there's the you know the famous. Well, what's the optimal bet for a losing better? Zero, yeah. right? So in general, it's bad to see someone or see someone take advice of like betting more, bet more money, or bet more games. Bet when you don't know everything that you want to know. No, I'm betting not as a guy to make a living to augment my living, and thus I would rather have three great bets in a month than thirty marginal bets. Even though the marginal ones maybe add up to more money, but the only reason they do is because you're getting the best number. If you went at a market number, meaning the average number with all your bets, it would hurt you oh. a, lo-
1: a lot. Oh, huge! And in, in fact, like I, I just got into a Twitter war. Shocker! Because someone's pretending to be like want to be a pro better. And they bet at the LCO Florida State game and they took plus two and a half. And I'm like you haven't been listening to R J Bell, asymmetric risk. No pro is going to bet that game plus two and a half. Who cares if it drops down to two, you take plus two.
2: You know, three is are- well before the game?
1: Yes. It is. And, and I said the only reason to ever bet a plus two and a half is if you're certain the line's gonna go down, and who really is ever certain, mm-hmm. or the game's about
2: to kick off. Otherwise you wait. And wouldn't you say if two let's say if two thirds of the numbers are two and a third are two and a half, do you take two and a half then? Still wait. Because you're saying that small chance that it's going to reverse itself.
1: Yeah. Now, the exception to the rule is that although I bet Green Bay plus three, I did bet some Green Bay plus two and a half against the Bears because the injury report came out on the O-line and it was so bad. I said, you know what? I just see, I see no way this line can ever go
2: back to three. All right. So that's going to be it. We got anything else? That's it. All right. So we got, now we do, we had two time shifts, one of them. Fez and I are doing a big season-long challenge. I think you guys are going to like it. We'll give you more details. And keep in mind, we're only having the one episode this week. Keep in mind, I guess it's always one episode, but, you know, one, you know, people say, oh, it's three hours. It's too long. It's like, all right, all right. Which I like the new style, actually, because it lets people cherry-pick what they want. So we got a bonus episode next week that will come out Tuesday morning. All right, Wednesday morning, the college football Show with Scott and AJ, and you guys are going to be joining what contest? The Golden Nugget. Golden right? Nugget. So that one is Tony Miller downtown. That's like the deuce to seven low ball. Only hardcore people are playing this one. It's eight games a week. Eight uh, seven games a week. Seven, and they can be college, college or, or NFL. Yeah. yeah, I like it. You know, Fez. I think we. How much is it? A thousand. Yes. You we you. I think you and I should get in that and go against as, that. As, as long as you make the final call because it's
1: 10 p.m. Friday and like you start stacking all these deadlines at different times and you just, yeah. it, and just becomes a JOB job a just, J-O- just
2: to do the contest. Alone. But what I'm saying is, we, there's, what were there? 115 people in it last year? Yes. Let's be honest. If we beat them, Oh,
1: I'm all for it. You yeah, just, I, yeah. I, I'll just give you my input, and then you just yeah. make the final cuts. Okay. As long as as long
2: as you make the call, I'm all for what it. What do you think, Mackenzie? Because AJ's gonna have to. AJ will put the submission. I guess we'll have. This is when you can do remotely, right? Yep. Yeah, I believe so. Fez said you can do it on the app. I think. I think he. I think. AJ, it won't.
1: It won't like make. Grandpa Fez was told you can do it on okay. the app.
2: It yes. won't like rattle you, will it? No. Because if I start dogging, if we're up like four games and like and we after week three, will you get upset? No, I think you should get upset. Did about you
4: guys it. get upset last year when I was doing much better in circa than you guys? Were? We had
2: multiple meetings that you weren't even aware. of. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> what do you think? You think I wasn't very upset? <laughs> I mean, but were they're... you upset because you were doing
4: poorly or because I was doing better? We, we were not. Yeah. I want everybody who sits at this round table to
2: eat. That's what I want. <laughs> well, you don't have to worry about that one. I want to go the
3: Lone Star. <laughs> what do you think, McKenzie? Should we do it? I think so. 127 qualified contestants. I think we finish in the top 20. We? You got a mouse in your pocket? Part of the team. <laughs> now,
2: <laughs> what are we going to do? Because I don't know anything about college football.
1: It's easy. Pick NFL teams. We're, 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 we're going to. Well, do. I don't want to do that. No. We'll pick, like, two NFL. We'll, 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 ta- we'll, we'll look at the 10 biggest line moves. I'll talk to Vito, and I'll shoot you over, the, like, right. like I'll, I'll shoot you over a list of, of nine
2: games, and you can pick five of them okay. or three of them. This might be fun to say. This, I mean, because let's be honest. Last year, your college football was what? Yeah, we won 40, 40 I think 44 and a half units. 44 yeah. and a, half. And a half percent. So you hit almost 60% as a secondary. Wow, this guy. Now... Um, your baseball run this year—you don't know anything about baseball. You know humidor's. Ask me some questions. <laughs> Does a hum- no, are the A's, A's going to lose
4: 100 games? The, the,
1: <laughs> I've been I've been betting the A's under all year long. The A's are going to win 47 games this year. They're, every bet's going to go under. Um, no baseball last two years. Yeah, but the, the combined. Plus uh, seventy units, so very good. But plus I mean, thirty-five know, each year.
2: I mean, you don't, don't know if a
1: humi- don't know what continent that does, these teams play in. Does,
2: does the humidity make the ball go further or,
1: or less far? The, the ball, the the, the the ball travels further in a high humid high humid day. However, for some reason, for a breaking <laughs> ball pitcher, the ball actually breaks more on a high humid day, even though that seems inconsistent.
2: Yeah, it seems like if a ball is
1: soggy, it's not breaking as much. Well, now that's a different thing. If if the ball is in a humidor and, and all balls are normalized the same, you're correct. A soggy ball does not travel as far. But but equivalent balls that were to been taken out of a humidor on a humid day, the, the, the uh ball the more humid day the
2: ball travels further. So exactly like I said, he doesn't know anything about this. Nothing. <laughs> so Scott, we've decided if unless you object, if you say, Sir, I can't mentally handle this, we will not do it. <laughs> All right, but we're thinking about joining the the uh, gold nugget contest just to have a, a chance to beat. We're going to spend a thousand just for bragging rights if we win, because it would be sad if you guys couldn't win college. So you're going to go against us? Not against you. We're entering we're, oh, oh. the contest,
0: and and for bragging rights to see which team does better. Just
2: like in, there will be blood. You saw that right, Fez? Oh yeah. At the I end where I drink it up. I drink no, no, I no, take no, no, my no. straw. <laughs> mm-hmm. No. <laughs> the quote here is gonna be when the, the stepson or whatever we to call it comes in and says he's you know making his way and he's doing you know, he's gonna start a business. He goes, So you're my competitor, you say. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yes, we are competing with you if you can handle it. If is there, is
1: there a side wager here, or we'll just... let
2: you guys decide? The, I... the
1: irony is that they're going to be competitors, but they're going to be your proxy also to put the picks in. No, because
2: yeah. if we have if we have the if we have the ability to do it remotely now, we could just give them numbers. They won't look. Oh Jesus! AJ,
1: God. AJ, is AJ, going to like put his plays in a
2: couple hours early, so it'll be fine. No, he's not. <laughs> yes, well, he, he is. might. He will. He's like I got a big dinner tonight. Yeah. You know, put it in, were you putting them like two days early last year? No. I think you were. I, I was, we were talking about, I, I put my picks in on Saturday morning. But week one work. or two, you were putting them in like Thursday because no. you had some kind of dinner or no. something. No. Seven and a half lamb chops at Texas Brazil. <laughs> <Deeper Day. laughs> all right. Documented. So never
4: leave half a lamb chop on the table, Fez.
2: So now, well, and all you can eat sushi, they make you pay for the sushi. You let. Well, they tried once. It didn't work. On the Tuesday show, the special one, we'll see if you got. In fact, what num- number could they come out? You say no, too much, too much. If they said ten dimes, would you say too much, too much? I'm not going to say more than I- five hundred. <laughs> all right, so we will say. Is there a spread? Oh, y- you guys, the experts in college, going to lay it? But there's no. It's seven picks. You could pick all seven NFL. We're committing. Unless unless it's a rare circuit, if, if we're close to winning, we'll do whatever at the end. But I think we should say f- five college games at a minimum. Sure. Yeah, because we're going to have enough diversification on the NFL side. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll go. And with, will we
0: get guaranteed? Like, will we be able to tell that you did the five college picks that week? Well, what are you
1: crazy? They put the picks out
2: publicly. Okay. 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 Right.
1: Okay. No, we're gonna lie.
2: <laughs> well, plus it's public. So five.
1: Now if we're in third place, we'll do whatever the hell we exactly want, Exactly. At a weeks. certain
2: point, you know, we'll do whatever. But look, you look you look like you have consternation,
0: <laughs> consternation right now. <laughs> I want to know you if there's a spread. Like right. how many, you know? So
1: you uh, would be the, the favorite? No, he, wants plus no. three, he wants three and a half games.
4: The guy who six, went 59% six. in college last year is the favorite. You're the favorites. Why? Just because it's me? And I,
0: Fez? Because only one person has won two Super Contests, and he's sitting right there.
2: That reminds me when it was me, Fez, and Don Van Notta, who, you know, has been very— Great writer. Yeah, he's a great guy, but, you know, great writer. And it took a picture, me and Fez and him, and my quote on Twitter was, there are two Super Contests and three Pulitzer (laughs) Prizes here between us. I said between—I bet about 20% of people didn't know, did RJ actually win the Pulitzer? (laughs) 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 No, nope. <laughs> <laughs> I was the proxy for Don Von. <laughs> but, but I was the richest guy there. Isn't that just the American way? Yeah. You don't think, Fred? Did you just make an eyebrow raise at me? The I I thought he I I thought Don he was doesn't like, have the money. I,
1: oh, I thought he was about? like like no. I, I read that like Hurricane Andrews exposé and stuff he
2: wrote. I was like he's not. I was like, what do you think? Give him like millions of dollars? I guess no, he, he he listen. Yeah, I think it's a publicly no, but the he got like the last. Legacy contract at ESPN, meaning it was like this is the kind of contract they were given in 2014 when the money was flowing. Yeah, they cut. You know, if they're cutting guys like, um, you're uh, right. You know, no, no. What, but he got the last one, so he did pretty well, right? Cash wise, he might be able to have more, but no chance if you look at the valuation. Yeah. yeah. So what I'm saying is, and again, I have no, first, I have no idea, right? But if I had to guess, he's worth well over a million dollars. So he's doing great. See, I would have like. Yeah. <laughs> what and, about it might, it? and it might be five i don't know yeah i was going to go way north of that oh so, so bad okay so this these things are pretty crazy but it says uh, estimated net worth five million okay i could imagine we, and i thought it was but way higher but it does higher. say he's an actor right after it yeah. so he's not an
3: actor. the actor joined espn <laughs> yeah yeah
2: yeah so who knows i bet almost everyone that they don't know about, and another one says one to three million how many how do they even guess this shit I'm gonna go home and I'm going go home and, yeah, and look some people up. I'm gonna go home and look for myself and then, you know, masturbate if it's really good. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I mean, right I wrong. I mean you're gonna do that anyway, so no nah. <laughs> If it was really off, would you like call some people and be like, just so you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, would I want it too high or too low? Under the radar. Yeah, I don't think I'd want it too high. You you would rather
1: it be too high than too low. The estimate? Yeah. I don't know. Really? Uncle Sam still exists. Yeah, it's too low. I saw the average pro poker player makes $21 per hour, and I'm like, yeah, you think that might be some underreporting? Possibly.
2: Or maybe, let's say, there's a lot of guys that think they're pros that lose money for a long time until they quit. Right, any mm-hmm. pro that's gone bust has has been a pro, quote unquote, that's lost yeah. all the way to zero. Right? Yeah.
1: Well, or they just went and blew it on the crap table. You know, like yeah, that's old
2: school shit. These guys think they're smart, and they're they are, but but. I don't. You see a lot of guys, young guys that are pros that have big leaks like that. I, yeah, I, num, I, I
1: do. The number one leak is they help out their other pros, like they buy other guys into tournaments or they, or, mm. or or cash games. And they take they take shares and they don't pay much attention to the accounting. And shocker, they don't do very well with mm. those. But
2: I think they usually trade shares. It's not. Yeah, so,
1: but 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 it's one thing to trade shares. The d- diversifies tournaments. Is a good thing. Yeah, but it's another thing to trade to trade like like oh you're playing in this in, in this Chinese game and 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 give me twenty mm. percent of this and then oh the results are never what they should
3: be.
2: But the old, you know, the TJ Cloutiers, the old school guys, they often had leaks like like the rumor he was, was the with him was craps. Guy, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I don't think those guys have much of that anymore. I mean, there's always sports exceptions. Sports betting. That I think is true. They yeah, think they can beat sports. It. Yeah. That's true, I think, actually. I. All right. This is exciting. So we're gonna go heads up with you guys. We'll see what kind of odds. It's funny that they want they want odds. That is funny. I think that's a that's a that's a savvy veteran move right there. Or I it's mean, sad.
4: Well, you're about to hear in this time shift that
2: RJ wins. So <laughs> uh, that I can accept. Now, Scott, do you think you're the underdog? Yes. Honestly. Yes. Against you too. Yes. Hmm. All right. Let's listen. Fez, we've been talking. About maybe doing a heads-up challenge this off or in the NFL. Every game. Are you scared right now? Not scared. You're not scared as as RJ keeps winning everything.
4: I'm still a five-time world champion.
2: Oh, you're hurting World yourself. champion. You're hurting yourself with that. Don't throw those other ones in there because now what you do is you muddy the waters. Everyone knows the Super Contest, right? Now, if you want to roll in and say, "Hey, we'll say," has anyone won two Super Contests and the Circuit Millions? If you add them up, is there anyone that does? no, no okay. one? So there's two contests that matter. Yeah, there's one guy on earth that has two victories in those contests. That's me. You think that's better than five time world? You sound like some wrestler that's making shit up from like mid midwestern oh. world champ. I mean, hey, I'm the mid Oklahoma champion. Yeah. I got the belt. <laughs> Do you see what you're doing? I hear you. All right, so I would I would really make a point. You agree with that, McKenzie? Definitely. Yeah. Does anyone disagree? Should no. we make up a belt? And <laughs> all right, so two-time Super Contest champion against me. So what are uh, you're thinking? We want to pick every game. Every game. Take you. You can take the Circle Lines or the Westgate. You pick it. I'll take the circuit. Let's do yeah, circuit. Let's do circuit. I, I, I don't want to hate Jay Cornegay over all the times it yeah. makes me mad that he has a six and a half when it should be seven. He seems to be the king at that, does he not? Which is, I it, think he listens to your show. No, no, no. It's nothing to do with me. You got to give huh? him credit. You got to give him credit. They shade. I mean, they, they know where it's sharp. going. They know where yeah. it's coming in. Don't worry. If anything, looking at that helps you know when to bet these games. When they deal six and a half and it's seven take everywhere. The seven now, if you yes, like that. Yeah, exactly. All right. So we pick every game. Mm-hmm. Now, is it going to be a yes or no that if you win or lose, or are we going to go by margin away from, like, a, call it called absolute no, error? No, 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 no absolute,
1: lose. yeah, because all, we're just picking winners. We don't care by how much. Okay. Yeah.
2: So you're saying you don't believe in the Pythagorean theory, but you just think wins and losses. I
1: don't believe in the Pythagorean theorem when it comes to point spreads. You lose by 40, that, that's one loss. That's the way we keep
2: score. So you, then you must not believe in closing line value.
1: I do believe in closing <laughs> line value because if it lands on the number but, but and you, you get CLV, you but, win.
2: But do you grade it as a yes or no, you got value, or do you look at the net amount? Mm, that's a good point. I,
1: I guess we, it, we, we often fun. grade by um, um, spread covering margin, and, and I do believe in that. But bottom line is the score, your, your record is what your record is. All
2: right, let's do that. Okay, so now here's the question. We, we, what, what time do we release— because what we want, what we don't want to do, is we don't want to make. I think what we do is get ready early. Wednesday, when we're with the pot, we just we we circle our fifteen teams yeah. or
1: twelve teams, whatever, and we hand it to McKenzie.
2: Yeah, and what we can do is we can read it at the end of the pot. Yes, <clears throat> I like that. Yes. Okay, I like that. And what do we? You want to just do a thousand on it? Yeah,
0: I'm All excited right. about this. So this is a blind entry. Then we'll do the recording of the podcast. Mm-hmm. You'll talk about your picks. But then at the end, Mackenzie will read what your selections are for the whole week. Yes. And So, the tally it up. Are, so you can't be skewed by what goes discussed in the podcast. No, and, I no.
2: disagree with that oh. because I actually think that, that that's part of the joy of the show is I might have a question coming in about the Jets and I want to ask you about. Mm-hmm. So I think what we do is we got to come in. How's this sound? <sighs> Maybe we'll, uh, this is what we'll do. We'll have a college question of the week. At the end of the pod, because you guys are doing the college pod that comes out Wednesday, but I'm always going to want to ask one question. In the time you answer that, you'll have three minutes. I've got to finish up. Anything I gain, I'll have my card mostly filled. I finish it up. Then the last thing is we read it. So I got three minutes to aggregate any information I gathered and add to my picks, and then we do it at the end. Done deal. I like that, because it allows us to have— I mean,
1: in a and way- the listener will love it too because they'll be able they'll see which way we're you know we're looking towards.
2: And I think we don't. I don't think we do any two stars. It, it, no. It's all just. A, and let's let's set some expectations. We're now playing, but I actually think this, Fez. I think we'd be doing a disservice by showing people the wrong way to bet by only having one number. I think we take three numbers, circa. Um, Let's think about that. You're thinking Westgate? Westgate. Chris. Okay. I think that's it. Yeah. And then we take the best number. So let's say that it's five, five, four and a half. If you like the favorite, you get four and a half. I get five. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. No other, sh- you know, because if we're doing it with no lag time, we're playing against the best
1: them. line at, at, th- at, th- at three books. Yes.
2: I more mean,
4: in the, the, the well, line. what about when you're getting like you know minus two and a half, minus one twenty-five, or something like that? I think
1: we should say if it's minus a dollar ten, you can't take it. But it's mm. but in the two contests, I there's can't. not going to be a minus one fifty. So if, if Chris has minus two and a half, lay a dollar fifteen, we'll use an alternative book and we'll use you can, you can pick, well, pick no. one that doesn't. So feed. we're worried about.
2: Uh, so we're saying a dollar fifteen is too much. Mm. You know what we can do? Here it is, South Point. No, 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 no. Here's what I think, because then, because then it's gonna be we'll be forcing default bets there because it, sometimes the line's gonna be yep. skewed a little. bit. Here's what I think. I think that every time you take extra vig, it becomes a tally tiebreaker, and it's a tiebreaker. Right, that's a great idea. All right, and yep. but it can't. But let's just say this: it can't be over uh, twenty. Yeah, you can go to twenty. Right, but it can't be over
4: twenty. If you guys are tied at the end of betting every game in an NFL season, <laughs> that would be like the most
2: remarkable thing ever. Yeah, you might be surprised. What's the over under for the number of wins or or the percentage of wins? Is it much more than fifty one and a half?
1: I I was thinking it's below. It's above fifty one, below fifty two. Not sure what. Okay, fifty one and a half sounds good. To you me. can't win every game. You can't win playing. every You can't
2: every game. win playing every game. No, over fifty two point three eight, especially in one moment of time.
1: We got we're we're doing this all exactly. in one
2: moment in time. That brings up and that might be fun for the next year. Is we have to bet every game, but it, it's you got to do it in the moment. But you can bet from the openers till kickoff. Yeah, you just have to text in to like a third party that said, "I'm I got it at Chris right now for." Mm. Now, that yeah. would be exciting. Exactly. You'd have to be more than 1,000 to do that. Mm-hmm. All right. Good. All right. Hmm. Now, a, or is it Scott's trying to convince us and putting it in SOVAM? <sighs> hmm. Maybe Just we'll, trying to give you more time. Maybe. No, no. Maybe what we'll do, hmm, hmm, you know what we can do, Fez? Why don't we each submit a couple of picks to Scott or A.J., the day before, and um, the stuff you like early, and that way they can release some early stuff and then promote that we're doing the rest of it, like something like that would be good. That'll I think. work. All right, all right. Here it is: JV NFL. There's a little Steelers team. Every team in the league has a junior team that has a full coaching staff. Those are the Bengals. No, no. Listen, listen. <laughs> full coaching. The Penguins are favored to win. The, what are you talking about? Well, Historic. We'll plug that in uh, in five years, Faz. We'll just yeah. <laughs> put that in the time machine. A junior, every team, they each have their own coaches. The, the facilities obviously are sharing some mm-hmm. stuff, mm-hmm. and they play their games Friday. So literally, like a G League for the NFL. But no, because they would be mirrored each other. They would play the same team that the main teams play. Oh, okay. So now you travel there. You travel a little earlier. Yeah, well, they would, right? Okay. And let's think about it, though. If you're a Steelers fan going to Vegas, let's say for the Raiders, you're probably going to, if you're a hardcore fan, you're going to want to, again, it's not going to be the junior Steelers, but. But how many guys are you carrying? The whole team, 45. It mirrors the NFL team. You, so you're
4: going to pay 45 more You tell
2: me that, that 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 contract on Friday night doesn't get good money with all the streamers. They're already paying 17 practice players. Think of You know no forget about all that. You still have that. Now, you could be on the junior team, and then you're a higher-level junior person if you're on the practice squad or whatever. And listen, right where it kisses each other, there's going to be a little you got to make some— The decisions. most viable option
0: for this is for the NFL to buy one of—like the XFL or the USFL or whatnot. Why? They don't need that. Because then you just have you those have players. You have it at the same
2: time. Yeah. Now, think about this. This is what wrestling does, or they used to— Territories. No, no, listen. <laughs> I, I need someone to think for a minute. Seriously, just think and listen. Right? Imagine well, what wrestling used to do was they had Next, right, which was the young ones. They would come in for the weekend and have the Next card mm-hmm. the night before. right. So they traveled together. And if you didn't have the money, let's be honest, it's expensive to go to an NFL game. If you're a dad. So, AJ, imagine you're in a situation that you are making like $35,000. you are getting by. Wife's working. But you guys are good family, but working class, right? No extra money. A little bit extra the tickets for this game are like 10 right? And in a way, there's a coolness to it, because if you're someone that is a hardcore fan, you're going to know that eighth cornerback. Yeah. And now here's what it does. It builds interest in those players when they do get to the A team. Because some of them, like think about um, Harrison, James Harrison for the Steelers, right? He got caught. He got caught by the Ravens. He became a Pittsburgh guy. And then he, there was a couple years he was on the practice squad. It wasn't like he went straight to the when, when Harrison went up and became all defensive player and like literally won the defensive player of the year, you wouldn't feel an investment in him? Sure. Made, the thing about the minors is it's completely running in a different orbit. So there's no sense you can follow both of them. Here, it literally is combined. So you're practicing well,
0: together all week, you're traveling together to wherever you got to play, and they just play on the Friday before the Sunday.
2: The only thing I'd say, I think the practice is separate because you've got to give. Here's the whole thing Trey Lance is the starting quarterback Mm. on that team and he's playing games and everything. Well, I believe Las Vegas is going to attempt
1: that very RJ Bell model with the Aviators, which is the A's triple A team, in Summerlin. And the A's here in Vegas think how good that would be as everyone goes and watches those players play in Summerlin. then but you... it's
2: not the, the games aren't going to mirror
1: each other. But they could be in town the same. Yeah, they could. You be. know, so it's it, it's the closest thing I can think of what you're
2: talking. But about. but but, but it, it, when it's a local game, you can go for ten bucks. Mm-hmm. There'd be a whole other fan base. I mean, there'd be fans of the big team, but the kid. I mean, I I think that. W- and then what do we know? Apple wants streaming now. We know Amazon wants it. I hear the NBA, Apple, and—
4: Everybody I mean, wants
2: NFL. I mean, Barkley is saying that they, they, they don't know if TNT will have anything. Anything, because there's so much money coming. I mean, come on, Peacock or something? I tell you this, I would be intrigued. just because it does, And you would, because you're a bigger college fan. Those people who are bigger college fans, you're going to know those players better. Betting I mean, to me, it's to, to me, it's like you get the brand of the NFL. Well,
0: and you get you get everything that you're getting out of the XFL and the USFL now, except your. It's with the NFL, and it's not in the spring when you don't care about football. It's at the same time that you're following your team now.
2: I think so. I really do. It's
0: essentially going to be those players, yeah. you know. It's it's those players that are trying to make the practice squad and trying to make the rosters.
2: I, you know, listen. I'm sure there's logistics that aren't obvious how to do it. But I think the fact that the teams would be playing each other, but the key is you can't develop anyone today. Why not have a whole other— Because uh, here's the: Does anyone think it wouldn't at least break even? It almost is impossible it would lose money. Do you know what the NFL owners are going to
0: say? We have a free minor league system right now called the NCAA.
2: Except no one's getting developed. I mean, the, the, let's be honest. How's the quarterback situation in the NFL right now? I mean, like at what point it's are we— It's type-heavy. Like, yeah. I mean I would make the point after 14 or 15 it's like you got to groan when you say the name. It, what's saving as them as the Arizona there's... Cardinals how the, how the quarterback situation? O-
1: obviously was. what's saving them is that they've got five great very young quarterbacks and they're just going to put all those guys every Monday and Sunday night football they're going to rotate the Burrows you know and the Hurts through all those games.
2: You didn't mention Herbert I like that. <laughs> 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 but but yeah but how much better would it be Here's the thing there's two, three levels of quarterback He's a superstar. We can win with him. We're fucked, right? <laughs> and there's like six we can win
4: with. Them. Patrick yeah. Mahomes. I don't know six superstars. Kurt, you're either Patrick Mahomes, Kirk Cousins, or Josh Dobbs.
2: I, I mean, if you <laughs> yeah. have a team that has one of those quarterbacks, it's not even fun to watch the games. Yeah. If you if we developed if the league developed six or eight more like decent quarterbacks, all of a sudden this is, like Kirk Cousins style doesn't the NFL get a lot better? The question is, how many good
4: quarterbacks are there?
2: Well, th- no, because you're assuming there's an absolute reality to it. It changed. Here's all you got to know about good teaching and good training look at three pointers. You think everyone got more coordinated in the last couple of years? No. It's that they now know how to teach more um, effectively, right? Here's your elbow. Here's this. You're going to shoot 50 today, 75 tomorrow. It's called deliberate practice. This is a concept that was going through 15 years ago. The academic literature, they're now using it. Do the same thing in the NFL, right? And here's the last piece. How many amazing – each week you're going to have an amazing story where this guy's been on the B team for seven years, and there's been two injuries, and this is his first game in in uh, Heinz Field, if it was still called that. So, I, I and you know what? The last good because I'm tired of seeing Josh Johnson play. Then I, I think, and and here's the last piece of it. It would supply how many more? Let's just say it was the exact same numbers. So fifty times uh, what is there? Fifteen hundred NFL players or so, a little bit more. There'd be fifteen hundred people making a living from this that aren't now. Mm-hmm. Right, which would just everyone would feel good. The NFL could feel like they they could. You know how everyone knows the NBA doesn't make money, and there's always a sense NBA's financing it. It's for you know they're building to the future. That builds a lot of equity with wives. It builds a lot of equity with daughters. Mm-hmm. This would be though not gender based. It would be about the B level guys having a chance. Because right now, what do you do if you can't make the NFL? Yeah, I mean, I guess... You'd go play for the Edmonton Elks. Yeah, I mean, you you got CFL. This seems like... And this would be the second best league. This would be better than college football quality of play-wise yeah.
4: instantly. Because it'd be the, the guys who aren't good enough to get to the NFL, but it's the next best college players.
2: And they would be, you know, the, we'd have to come up with the lingo of, like, did you make the playoffs if you were playing? Well, no. But you were a playing participant. You know, hey, I was at, at this level, and... I don't know. I mean, like really round the horn here. What is the pro- what is the thing that makes it not a great idea? I don't think the NFL wants to pay 50 more people. But they can at least break even. This is a break even proposition at worst.
1: It poaches too much on the high school Friday night or the college
2: Saturday. Well, you can't do it Saturday because
3: there's but I think they don't I don't think they care about poaching Friday yeah. night. Didn't they have like an agreement with high school like back in the 50s or 60s that they wouldn't you know, Friday night football. Times have changed. <laughs> yeah, no, I think they got rid before of them. that. I think,
0: I think, I think, right. I think. I'll just repeat what I've been saying. I think you are spot on with the need for a developmental league because I've always said it. The, one of these spring leagues, the NFL needs to buy, and that's how you run this. But I, I don't know if logistically it works having it play at the same time as the NFL. I just think having one of these spring leagues being employed where, where like. If you are, like, the XFL is owned by the NFL. So every NFL team has an XFL team, and then those players are under contract. So if they play well in the developmental league, they go right into training camp.
2: I, yeah, I, I think if it, the choice was nothing or that, I like that. I do, and, and it, you know, I just had an idea. I don't know. How about this? You play on Sunday, but it's if it's an afternoon game— or I'm sorry. If it's a day game, you play the junior game at night. It's like it's like a, a you know how there's double headers mm-hmm. that um, but they're not back to back double headers. It's a day night double header. You think know <laughs> about this, right? You come, you play. Now they have the same players coming back. But hey, we got. Uh, uh, I'm gonna say junior Steelers game. Junior Steelers game tonight. You know you watch you watch the game. And- or
0: it's usually beforehand, like like the way like JV and varsity would work. At least for me, when I was in high school, it was like uh, sometimes it would be on the same day. So like the JV game would be at three o'clock after school, but the varsity game was at 7 o'clock at night, you know, under the lights. (laughs)
2: Maybe it's Monday. It's all Monday. They, They have Monday night. Every team plays Monday night. They got to play in a different venue
1: if it's a grass field because you know what happens to Heinz Field it just gets the heck beat. I out tell of you, it. but now, that's because now games. games.
2: those fields. I mean, I did a ton of research on <laughs> on surfaces this offseason. This the, the, those fields don't get like that anymore. If you really, I mean, if it was a monsoon like in Chicago and Trey Lance's game there, mm. but I mean in general, they don't get beat up like they used to. I mean, think about it, right? They because what they do is they have a hybrid in there where they get a, yeah. a certain kind of grass and they replace it. Yeah, I don't know. I I think that the leveraging the brand is the key, and I just see the hmm. the young, the the kids. I I think they'd love that because you can't, you never, and imagine that those teams would have meet and greets all the time where you could come watch practice. NFL next. Oh, I well, like that. Didn't it steal from Vince McMahon? Yeah.
4: Did NFL Europe, like, were those teams attached to NFL teams? They like, were, yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah, I but think. there's not
4: a lot of crossover when I have to go to Germany.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, that was, <laughs> but, but it was the same concept. They were just building a fan base for the, for, right. When they finally got over there, right? I mean, this right. international series is an extension of that in theory. All right. I don't know. All right. I, I think I do lament the fact that there's people that really could make it, like, in a weird way. Like something you hear all the time is you hear internships are radio has a lot of internships, right, Scott? Uh, in AJ internships are unfair because you can only take them if you have enough money to hardly get paid. Right, that's a very common refrain you hear these days. That if you're if you're coming from impoverished circumstances, your, every dollar matters. You can't go take an internship. And those internships are, you know, even like be a page in the House of Raps or whatever they call. It. Those are how people. Beca- it's not a coincidence. Most people that get to the top, you hear, yeah, be clerk for justice, blah blah blah. I interned you know, for a year. Yeah, you interned. Now you were like, you know, I mean, again, as a pizzeria, I don't know what percentage of the pizzeria <laughs> you owned, whatever was going on there. But uh, I wasn't an owner then. I was, I was just working, <laughs> just working lots of hours. But it was, it, it was a good opening for you,
0: right? It was a good. I wouldn't have gotten into the field if I didn't do it.
2: And if you had to, if you had to make real money when you worked, or you didn't eat, it would have been hard, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Poker I didn't, players, get, I didn't get paid for a year. Poker players struggle with this because they have to pay their nuts. So when how do you get good at poker? We study and you network with people. You're not actually playing poker, you know, if, if you want to improve your game. Oftentimes, but you don't have time because you got to get the hours in to pay your rent.
3: Now, uh, Mackenzie. You got something out where John Stewart's saying? Yeah, he, he talked about this exact concept where he said TV used to be very not diverse because there was a bunch of rich kids that could afford to live in New York and get those internships. When they started paying interns, it was, it was a lot. It opened up the field of who could take that job. Yeah, it's a great,
2: it's a great analogy or not analogy, an example of this. So to me, it's the same thing in the NFL. The rich kids, the parents say, "Hey, go train for a year, train for two years." A lot of these guys that make it. Two, three years, they've been out of the... I mean, they, they keep going to camp, they get cut, maybe on the practice squad, maybe right on the periphery and not, and then year three, they make it. Uh, but you can't do
4: that if you got to be... It works that way a lot in, in minor league baseball. Like, the guys who can afford to play minor league baseball, usually their families have money. Like if... Like Jordan.
3: Yeah. <laughs> it certainly
4: helps.
2: Yeah, so... Tebow. This would make it where you earned a a livable living while still getting better at you know, it's almost like they do the Olympics, right? They got things where they got people can really train, but it's only the elite elite, right? I don't know. I think maybe I'm just looking out for the little bit. No, man. but uh, you're, the the reason why you started
0: thinking of this is right. Trey Lance. Well, it's, yes, Trey Lance, but there's no development. They don't have time to develop. They don't have a place because you can only develop by playing, and you're not going to play some of these guys. And, and Trey, Trey Lance, yeah. who— Barely was a quarterback in high school, Who barely was Save a quarterback in college, doesn't have the NFL experience. How is he going to get
2: better? He, I mean, think of basketball as so opposite, right? You can play a lot of basketball, right? And A, you obviously, uh, is, people feel ambivalent about it. But it, that's why soccer is the most popular sport in the world. All you need is a ball, mm-hmm. right? But to play football, I mean, especially tackle, you need 22. You, need, you
3: know, come on. And, yeah, it's interesting. Any thoughts on this, McKenzie? I love the idea of it being contemporaneous, where you can follow your guy. Like, imagine if Kurt Warner was a Ram for, like, five yeah. years before he was a Ram. There would be fans that would just be overjoyed when he actually got his chance. I,
2: I think it'd be like the Olymp- You know how they, they establish these stories in the Olympics, and then all of a sudden it's like ice fishing or something, and people care. <laughs> I think this would—I mean, Next was very popular uh, with the WWE. I'm not sure. I mean, at some point, they stopped it. I don't know exactly why, but— a lot, but well, again, AJ
0: does AJ follows this with the ultimate fighter right or or back in the day right they they yeah. or now it's what is it now contender it's Dana White's series. contender series, contender series. And it's but it used to be the ultimate fighter and then you'd see a guy wow he won the ultimate fighter and now he's, now he's fighting the on the main League. card
2: yeah. and that was all the promotion of getting these guys known this would but it wasn't so and maybe it was – it's such a small group it was it kept them in the game yeah. but this would be keeping this would be getting them better this would be 1500 people in the game yeah We're back. It's almost 1 a.m., but we told you this would be real time. Fez, do it. Hey, it's 1 a.m. Hey! (laughs) Be careful out there. Nothing good happens after midnight.